Yeah, direct misfire, aiming up hits Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today When the mother world was young, there lived one called Chiron, who would be our father. He was tall and strong and brave, and had many friends amongst the beasts of the forest, mountains and plains. They ran together, played together, and hunted together. They were content. They were free. One day, Chiron and his family were struck down by an unseen blow. Chiron fell to the ground in great pain, and when he arose he became two people. One was brave and kind, and the other cunning and cruel. They argued and bickered about what path to take, each having different ideas on what should happen to their animal friends as the mother world cried in pain. Hello champs, and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Army review. Joining me today are two very special guests. We have Hugh and Mr. Chris Kapsner as we tackle the herd. Good Hello. morning and good evening, I guess, depending on what part of the world. Good evening. <laughs> and good morning for me. How are you guys going? Very well, thanks. Yeah, doing well. You ready to talk some beastie peoples? <laughs> Indeed. Has anyone been to any events recently? Uh, just a weekend ago, I went to Dragonfall GT, took mm -hmm. my herd there, um, played a Friday night speed tournament, tournament uh, four-game tournament, uh, went three and one for that and then the uh, uh saturday sunday gt uh, went three one and one okay so it sounds so, like we've got the right person for this particular review <laughs> <laughs> yeah super experience so what's the speed tournament uh so basically um it's with clocks are mandatory and uh you have a small army so 1000 or 1200 points we went with 1200 points uh, for this one and then uh, game one, each each person gets 25 minutes, and then it goes to 20 minutes for games two and three, and then for the last game, you only have 15 minutes per side. Wow! So mm. you're 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 flying through your turns. <laughs> and does that affect your tactical decisions and stuff? Like, do you have to rush heaps? Just go like, I'm gonna go over there, over there, and just hope that you don't stuff it up. Uh, pretty much, yeah. You have to, you know, you, you don't see a lot of. Um, spam lists and things like that uh, you know it, you're basically most of the armies had five or six units and you're just trying to pound each other's face in as fast as possible <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my kind of kings of war because i mean usually when i have time to make tactical decisions it doesn't work out that well anyway so it would probably give me an advantage just playing <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so um, you, you might even do tactics like, I'm going to take my beast pack and turn it around in front of you. So your only choice is to charge in and uh, do triple attacks against it. And you just have to roll all those dice. And yes, you have to roll all those dice. Waste that time. Right. That is a weird tactic indeed. I like it. All right, let's get into it. This could take a while, so we'll try and be as succinct as we can. So we'll start off with the army-wide special rule. So the herd are neutral, and most of the units in the herd have Pathfinder. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know what that is, basically you can at the double through most terrain apart from obstacles. Pretty damn useful. Mm. Is it the best army-wide special rule? I think it's pretty good. It's got to be up there, I reckon. I would say it's among the best, yeah. I mean, when you compare it to rallying on hordes, which is what I've got, 
it's uh, an awful lot better than that. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, you know, it, 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 Elite with Elves is certainly very handy, and you know, there's a, there are a number of things that uh, special rules are handy, but I would I would rate it rate it above the median. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, Elite, yeah, I can see that. That's pretty damn good too. Seeing as most people want to put uh, the Pathfinder item on a unit, um, having it on most of yours just for free. Yeah, it's very nice. Yes. Another thing that the herd get are hunting animals. Uh, these are much like the throwing mastiffs for the dwarfs and evil dwarfs. It's just a 12-inch ranged attack uh, that you can use once per game. It can only be used against heroes or monsters, war engines and troops, so no regiments or hordes. Right. Um, and what's so special about these things compared to the other ones? I think the, the difference here is the piercing. So it's again, it's still five dice to hit. And um, they always hit on fours. And when you cause a point of damage, you get to roll that again. So you can kind of get more dice if you're rolling well. Five piercing attacks is pretty angry doggo. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yep. Do you uh, have any of those models by any chance, Chris? Do you like model uh, like a little beastie to release on any of your guys? Um, I, I don't. And I tend not to play with these. Okay. Just, just because every time I, I play, I tend to try to go... Artifact late if I can and squeeze in another beast pack and and then uh, if I can't do that then the leftover points tend to go to some artifacts to, to, to you know to kit out my units in a in, in a special way so I tend not to have the extra points available to use these guys fair enough but and I do think they're good you can't use them on a whole lot of units uh, most of right. the army can't take them for sniping out little heroes and stuff right like twelve inch range is decent I guess because you know, you you move forward, and then that little wizard that's hanging out between units or something, you just sick some dogs onto. So sick them, you know, bite that bro on the ankles or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they cost ten points, and so you know, it's just one of those things where if you got points, you just, yeah, yeah, throw away. Yeah, sounds good. And I imagine, Chris, you're a proponent of a lot of terrain on tables. You do you turn up to tournaments with a few spare forests just in case there's not enough, or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the field is looking a bit thin, just sneaking a couple just of drafts and down. Yeah, I try to get to my table before my opponent, so I can do that and they don't catch me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why he does it. No, um, I do prefer a lot of terrain anyway, regardless of playing the herd. Uh, I think it helps to cut down on shooting spam lists and things like that in general. That could be that can just kind of make it tough for newer players to play against and make them not want to come back. So, <laughs> Yeah, King's of War table is beautiful. Right, right. Okay, let's start off with the first entry in the herd, uh, the Tribal Warriors. So I'll sure. just run through this one to start off with. So the Tribal Warriors, they come in Troop, Regiment, and Horde flavors. They're Speed 6, Melee 4, no ranged attack, Defense 4, and they have attacks 10, 12, and 25. With nerves 9, 11, 13, 15, and 20, 22. And we're looking at costs of 85 points for the troop, 120 for the regiment, and 200 for the horde. And the only thing these guys get is Thunderous Charge and Pathfinder built in. What do we think of these guys? Pretty cheap and cheerful. Yeah, troops would be okay if you want it chuff, but there are better options for that later down in the list. Uh, they're cheap hordes, I guess. I could, yeah, I could see taking a Reggie or two or, or a Horde. Just a movement six Pathfinder's pretty good for an infantry unit. Most of the army has movement six or higher. Mm. So six is about as slow as we get. Yeah, it pretty much is. 
I do think it's a good unit. I tend not to use them because they're a good all-around unit, but they don't specialize in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to like my my tools in my army to specialize in specific tasks. But mm-hmm. uh, they can form a nice backbone for an army too. Even the regiments at a, a nice 13, 15 nerve is, is really not bad. And with Pathfinder, if you can park them in a woods, they can hold up quite a bit uh, with that nerve. Good for your scoring. Yeah. Makes sense. Are we putting any items on these guys? No. I wouldn't think so. Keep them cheap. Yes. Okay, Hugh, how about you run through the Spirit Walkers for us? Spirit Walkers, okay. So they can come in a troop regiment and a war horde. We've got speed 6, melee 4+, defense 3+, 15 attacks, um, and they are fearless. So they have nerve 12, 16, and 23. I should probably say that their attacks is 15, 20, and 35. And points 100, 140, or 230. It's a little bit pricier than your tribal warriors. And they, of course, have Thunderous Charge as well. So these are the type units, more defense, higher attacks. and fear. Yeah, so these are the like psycho units that, mm. that a lot of factions have. Don't they? they're, they're the kind of berserker kind of friends. These are the guys that I kind of like to fall back on. I like the berserker units just because of that fearless. And even at a troop um, level, they're still quite threatening because you don't want these guys getting into your flank. Yeah, and well, lots of things with crushing one or two, like, you know, or crushing two plus, I guess, is no different between the defense of these guys or the tribal warriors. So you don't always lose out too much on that mm, defense, yeah. three plus. If you're getting hit by monsters or large cav, better these guys than someone else. Mm. These, yeah, as far as infantry goes, these tend to be the infantry of choice that I've seen most herd players take. If it is that, that fearless nerve that, and the high number of attacks. So you're just kicking out a, ton of attacks especially at the the horde level which was updated um to be 40 at the horde level oh so you're you know you're you're looking at 20 hits and it's not uncommon to see like you know the plus one uh to hit item here and brew of sharpness so you're you're looking at hitting on threes you'll see that on a horde now you're looking Mm -hmm. at 30 hits on the horde um, with Pathfinder, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty deadly in Thunder's Charge. Oftentimes backed up with a, a you know, hero that's throwing Bane Chant on them. They're pretty mm-hmm. scary. Um, also, I see plus one speed on the Horde a bit. So you're looking at a speed seven Horde dishing out 40 attacks with Pathfinder is, is pretty dangerous. Wow, that's terrifying. And the usual disadvantage of having this really wide-ass Horde unit is somewhat mitigated by the fact that they come with that pathfinder so you don't have to worry as much as a lot of hordes do about getting disrupted all the time right right and i've and i've taken these guys in regiments at just 140 points and i don't put anything on them um they're very good at um i think making people fear them more, <laughs> more than their 140 usually threatens uh just because 20 attacks like you were mentioning uh you know if you get that into a flank that really hurts and they're not easy to take off being a dash 16 they're doing what they want to do unless you kill them so yeah i could see them being a real threat when did the attack increase come in for the horde um i believe that was an errata update and it's it's updated in easy army right. yep i can see it there in easy army 40 attacks uh still still 15 for the troop and 20 for the regiment correct even a troop could be a bit cheeky for these yeah, bad boys that's what i like yes regiments i mean if i'm going horde then i'm really committing with the 230 points in it and that's when i would start putting items on them in, in for a penny in for a pound yeah might as well what about that one that gives you elite and vicious for the turn 
I forget what it's called. That one is no longer there. Oh, that of course, been removed. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cut that out. Make me look <laughs> because it was a really good item. We're constantly shaking things up on you. <laughs> <laughs> elite or vicious would be good. Standard. Yeah, just standard elite and vicious is still there, isn't it? And either of those would be yeah. pretty delectable when you've got forty attacks coming out. Yeah. Right. Right. For, for 45 points, though, to put a Brew of Sharpness on them, and if you, if you don't have that on Stampede or something else, I mean, you're talking about a very expensive unit, you know, at 275, but 30 hits, I mean, that is really good mm. is, as far as what you would be averaging, you know, that, that ballpark anyway. Mm. Yeah, you might even chew through another horde in a single round of combat with that kind of power dishing out. Right, right. Uh, why don't you tell us about the Tribal Longhorns? Sure. So, Tribal Longhorns, uh, this is kind of your infantry. They come in troops and regiment, not hordes, uh, at 100 points and 145. You're looking at the uh, same speed six like the rest of the infantry. These guys hit on three pluses uh, with their 10 attacks and 12 attacks. Their defense four, um, unlike the, uh, the Spirit Walkers at de defense three. But they have that uh, slightly higher nerve at 10, 12 for the troop, 14, 16 for the regiment. They have Crushing Strength 1 and Thunderous Charge 1 with the Pathfinder. So they can they can really uh, dish out some damage just as, as troops at 100 points, you know, 10, 12 nerve at a 4-plus defense, and you, you park those guys in a wood with Pathfinder. They're probably weathering the storm unless something very large is hitting them, and uh, then they're hitting back still with that Crushing 1. When they're hitting back, they're not losing that if they, if they get into an ongoing combat. So, pretty nice unit. I tend not to play with them myself, though, um, but I, I would like to build a couple of units of these. Same reason you don't play much Tribal Warriors, because they're kind of not that focused. Is that, the, is that your reasoning there? Yeah, I could, I could see... Um, my reasoning is, ten, it tends to be, I like the Guardian Brutes, and they're very similar with the, the Crushing Strength 1. Um, the Guardian Brutes have Thunderous Charge 2 versus Thunderous 1 with these guys. Though, it's... Uh, I could, I could see an argument to put a, a unit or two of these guys, particularly if you're wanting to stick with a the theme of infantry and not go with the, the large infantry. Yeah, fair enough. And these guys have a slightly larger footprint because they're on 25 mil bases instead of the standard 20. True, true. Yeah, yeah. larger. So, so for your uh, 15 or 25 points respectively, you basically, over the tribal warriors, you pick up an extra melee to hit and a crushing strength. Mm. And an extra nerve, so it's that seems like a pretty good rate. And yep. you're in a slightly larger base, but there's some pretty sweet models. Like there's a lot of things you can use for Longhorns, of course, but the various forms of Bestigors and stuff over the years. I gather that's uh, what you're using for this one. Mm. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of them. I just don't have them painted, <laughs> so they tend not to make their way under, under, under the table. For <laughs> Fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah, oh, they are a handsome unit, though. Okay, they are. Yeah, they're good looking models. Next up, we've got the Tribal Spears, uh, Troop Regiment and Horde on these ones, uh, like the Warriors and Walkers, and very similar stat lines. We have Speed 6, Melee 4, Defense 4, Attacks of 10, 15, and 30, and we have Nerve of 8, 10 for the Troop, 12, 14 for the Regiment, and 19, 21 for the Horde, and they cost 90, 125, and 205 respectively, and these guys just have Phalanx. That's it. No Thunderous, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, and the inbuilt yeah. Pathfinder. So you pick up three attacks in a regiment and five in a horde, plus the phalanx, pardon me. It's only five points, but what I notice is that they lose a nerve. 
and you're thunderous. You lose your thunderous as well. So they, they kind of, of course. back into that defensive position. But then they're not as strong defensively at the same time because they mm. have that one less nerve. Yeah. They get a bit scaredy cat when you give them a spear, I guess. <laughs> 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 they know they're going to die. So here, have a spear, just sit, sit in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, these guys, I'm not taking them ever. Well, I, I would say with the, with the change to hindering, with the Clash of Kings change to hindering, I, I can see them serving a purpose in specific instances, particularly if you know the type of army you're going to be facing, or if you want to put in that, uh, if you know the meta is, is Thunder's Charge heavy, um, putting these guys in to knock Thunder's Charge completely off can be helpful. Um, with, the, with the new you know hindering rules, you basically only lose one Thunder, so your Knights are still mm -hmm. Thunder's one, um, you know, various other things, you know, your, your chariots, which are making a comeback now, um, are still thunderous one against the, against these, they would lose all their thunderous. So they, they could still serve that niche. And that was the goal of, of the rules committee to, to making that change was to make spear troops or, you know, spear infantry in general, in all sizes more useful. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Actually, I disagree with you, Benson. I wouldn't if, if I was taking an army which had quite a few sort of low to the ground infantry, like it was quite a wide kind of force. I could see if I'm taking a bunch of tribal warriors, I would definitely swap out a unit, you know, for tribal spears, you know, have one of each or something like that. Because it's just nice to have that possibility, the defensive role, because like a lot of very fast, sort of hard hitting armies, when you hit them with something faster and even harder hitting, it can be a bit of a weakness. Do you know what I mean? Like a big nasty cavalry unit or something. So I suppose it's a running theme, but stick them in a wood and uh, <laughs> stick everything in a like wood. Lots of woods <laughs> for all these infantry. Yeah. That's why you swap a few of those cheeky woods onto the board before the game starts if you can. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's really hard to try and line up spear infantry to take a charge from fast moving units when you have other units that are, are juicier targets fair enough yep. yeah. it, it can be it can be what's up next okay so hunters i guess it's my turn we've got a troop or a regiment form they have speed six melee five plus range five plus defense three plus eight and ten attacks respectively nerve we've got eight ten on the troop or twelve fourteen on the regiment and 75 points and 105 respectively so throwing weapons and vanguard on these guys so you can you know move them up a little bit before the game starts and uh chuck sharp stuff at people <laughs> you can give them both either eight or ten attacks but only a five plus range so you're only getting like you know two or three hits from these bros on average yeah but you just want to cause that nerve check Mm, yeah, it's all about just that, just that one, one wound in there, um, and you can exchange their throwing weapons for bows with bows uh, for free, which is interesting. So because they can get up the board quite quickly, I could see how both throwing weapons and bows it is like something of a trade off. Like either is effective. Mm. I'd be tempted to go with the bows though. I don't know about you, Benson and Chris. What would you do? Yeah, I prefer throwing weapons on things that can move a bit faster than speed six because you don't have the neg one to hit when you move with throwing weapons. Yep. So moving and throwing seems like the thing that you want to do all the time, whereas bows, you can kind of sit back a bit and shoot. And if you take bows, then as soon as you move, then you're hitting on sixes. Yeah, but you're discarding that, that vanguard ability to some extent when you've got the bows as well, don't you? Mm. There's not a lot of ranged in the herd, so we don't have a lot of choice. It's these or the centaurs, really. Or chariots. Or chariots. Yeah, I could see. How often do you see a hill just outside of a deployment zone? especially in a tournament kind of scenario where they don't want to put 
too many hills in the deployment zone, so like mm. the old cliche. Just having these bros up against that hill, vanguard onto it, and then just chill there for the game so that whenever your opponent is a bit cheeky and passes a nerve check that they probably shouldn't, just pop a wound on them with your bows and you know, make them chuck, a, chuck dice at it again. So you're hoping to get onto the hill and just sit there for, for all, the entire game and shooting yep. from turn one. Yeah, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that does. I mean, that is a very common, I guess, layout for terrain is to keep those hills just out of the deployment zones and being able to vanguard up and then just sit there and be able to, to shoot without penalty first round. I could see um, a, a use for that. I tend to keep the, the throwing weapons on mine when I run them. Uh, just because it, it it allows that flexibility of of no penalty uh, hitting on fives and just kind of running around and and causing that little bit of havoc a, a wound or two here on cheap units and being enough to to slow down a line or or take something off entirely. I do I I do like a little trick with these guys though. I, I like um they are the cheapest unlock in the army with that regiment at 105 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a, a twelve fourteen nerve, they're not easy to take off. You have to throw a little bit at them uh, to make them go away. And they are one of those those few units in the game, you know, where you can uh, uh, throw that plus one movement item on them and get top of turn one charges on things. Oh yeah! So it's actually charging in for only one hundred and twenty points. Uh, you've got a, a nice little unit there that can. Uh, vanguard up and then if you you win that roll off to go first you can charge into that horde of uh you know elven archers or something like that that you really don't want to get shot at shot with <laughs> so <laughs> it's a nice little trick to use anyway <laughs> that sounds super annoying i would not have thought of using that way. that's that's smart actually yeah and as you say a cheap unlock so even at 105 i mean it looks on paper like you're not getting a huge amount for those 30 points with two attacks and a bunch of nerve but Getting the unlock in there at uh, that low rate is pretty legit. That's an increase of four for the nerve, so that's not insignificant. Yeah, yeah, that's a, actually a big increase. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's a big enough increase where people have to commit something significant to it to take it off. Yeah. Not, not just another shaft unit. Mm. When you're at 8, 10, defense 3, you sort of just that, cop. You sneeze and yeah. Anything. And you just, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> volley in their general direction. Off they go. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> cool unit. So what else have we got in terms of infantry? Harpies. This is only in a troop form. Uh, speed 10. It's the uh, it's the flying gargoyle unit that doesn't regen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does have Pathfinder and Vicious. Um, eight attacks, defense three at melee four. Uh, nine eleven nerve, uh, so slightly better nerve than gargoyles. Slightly more expensive though at ninety points. I I do like these guys though. I I tend uh, I tend to run only one unit if I run a unit of these, but I I do favor the beast pack in in uh, in lieu of these guys just to save the twenty points. But I will say having a flying unit uh, with eight attacks is very handy with vicious and getting them around in the flanks. They certainly cause more damage than the beast packs do. For twenty more points, oh, and just flying chaff, man! Yeah. Like I'm, I'm jealous so of flying chaff. I don't have, I don't have it in either of the armies that I play regularly, and um, yeah, would love to, would love a bit of flappy birds on the table. Benson has annoyed me with his gargoyles on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> just because you can sit them behind a unit, so you can't shoot them and then zip them out twenty in front of for something that you want to charge. Right, right. Yeah. I use my beast packs the same way. The only, the only downside is if somebody else does that trick where they're they're flying something in front of my units 
the beast packs can't go through their units, mm-hmm. but the harpies could go over. So mm-hmm. that's that's the significant advantage of having that fly. So they have their place mm-hmm. still, which is good. Yep. We'll just cap off the last of this before we go to a break for large infantry. So the first of these bigger fellas, we have the Guardian Brutes. So these large infantry comes in regiment and hordes, as you'd expect. Speed six, melee. My four. favorite unit. Your favorite unit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a Minotaur guy. Defense five. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> they have the highest defense so far. Maybe the highest defense in the army. Pretty much, yes. Defense five, 12 attacks on the regiment, 24, which is pretty good for large infantry on the horde, with nerves of 12, 15, and 15, 18. These guys cost 150 for the regiment and 230 for the horde. And what we're getting in addition to all those stats is crushing strength one, thunderous charge two. And these guys don't have Pathfinder, so it's very specific. No, but they have Fury, which is amazing. With the the nerve differentiation there, the 15, 18, the three between the waiver and the route. Mm, So they're more likely to waver, but if you waver them in combat, then Then they're still going to get real angry. Right. And a lot of a lot of large infantry like that are, are actually twelve fourteens and fifteen seventeens. Mm. So these are you know, they have that same waiver value, but they it's just that one more for the route value. Mm, that can make all the difference. I mean I find that my hordes of brutes, which are a little lower on the nerve, can often just barely run off by like that one or two points from a few few volleys of range fire or what have you and yeah just that, that couple of extra points on the on the big infantry or one point as the case may be yeah it's not it's no um no joke and how are you running these guys chris are you always taking hordes i always take hordes unless i'm looking at uh, smaller point games you know so at a at thousand points or 1200 points uh, i may run a regiment or two mm-hmm. uh, i think they you know i think they still have a a nice purpose there with that defense five and a, and a 12 15 uh, nerve is still pretty solid for 150 points um, but in general I run two hordes in my list and are you putting any items on them um, a lot of times I'll go naked and when I have uh, an extra five or ten points I'll put like the healing brew on one or something like that mm. but uh, a lot of times I, I run them just as they are uh, backed up by by shaman mm-hmm. and lastly what models are you using to represent these guys <laughs> minotaurs all the way yeah <laughs> I own over 80 Minotaur models. I have to use them for something. Okay. Holy <laughs> shit. Yep, good excuse. Exactly. I'm kind of jealous uh, with the 24 attacks because all the other the big guys that I normally play with are only 18 and they're still melee 4 and I just find they just do 3 damage. <laughs> Quite often with those attacks. Yeah. yeah, there's 4 pluses to hit. I mean, sure... You can you can go oh, on average. I'm going to hit twelve times out of that twenty four, but an awful lot you find that you fluff it. I find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done I've done twenty damage with these guys, and I've done three damage. You know, yeah. it's it's uh, it does swing a lot with that four plus. I mean, yeah. two crushing one. Wow. I mean, twenty four attacks. That is terrifying on the charge. It is. It is. The it, the key is to get them. Uh, get the charge with them. Uh, they can win that grind though, because of that fury. I've I've won the grind uh, a lot of times with just having crushing one backed up with the shaman who's bane chanting and healing and things like that. Uh, with that defense five and fury, 
they can win against a lot of things. Yeah, I would not be wanting to go into these guys unless I'm sure I'm going to take them off. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Q, how about you round us off before the break? Talk about the Lycans then, the uh, other large infantry, which of course is big, scary, juiced-up, steroid-driven wolfies. As we can see in a picture by that. All of them are juiced up and steroid driven. Mate, do you even luft? I mean, look, they've they've had so many steroids that their um, groins have turned into just little tiny puffs of muff. <laughs> Can't say that I'm a fan of the Mantic models. Like, I, I, I kind of like them in a like silly kind of way. Like they're, they're a bit over the top, but I think that's kind of their jam. Why did they not yeah, apart from the head. <laughs> I don't know. The, the hair's a bit weird. I'll give you that. All right. Anyway, they are a regiment uh, or a horde, and they have speed nine. Which it's is like crazy. a bodybuilder at Halloween. Um, <laughs> to put on a mask, yeah. that'll do. Halloween bodybuilders <laughs> with melee three plus, very reliable. Uh, defense four plus, uh, no ranged attack, nine attacks on the regiment and 18 on the horde. 12-14 nerve and 15-17 nerve, respectively. So you can see that that's one point lower than the than the brutes to break that is not to waver and the points are 160 and 245 so you pay just a little bit more than your guardian brutes you get crushing strength one nimble and regenerate five plus i really like these guys oh they're yeah. so powerful Speed nine and nimble and they they have the pathfinder don't they yep. because so in most of the, these are these like and friends are in a few different army lists am i am i correct they, they tend to be around. popular yeah. <laughs> so you see these guys, but with Nimble 9 and Movement 9 and Pathfinder. Holy crap. That is so swift. The regen's just like an added bonus. I don't find it does a whole lot. I mean, sometimes it'll just get back a couple of points of damage. But yeah, it's mainly that speed and threat into the flanks. Yeah, certainly don't hit nearly as hard as the Brutes with um, two less thunderous charge and a lot less attacks. But... Yeah, it's about just shock inf- shock infantry, right? Shock large infantry. Well, they basically they work like like super fast shock cavalry, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're thrown right in with werewolves and fallen and you know that type of unit um, with that that corkscrew charges that you can pull off with the nimble. That we'd never do because they're uh, they're just not good. <laughs> <laughs> it never feels good. So so mathematically speaking, these guys hit just as well as the brutes do. Because um, though they have three less and six less attacks, respectively, they're hitting on threes versus fours. So mathematically speaking, they're they're equal. But they, you know, because of that, they you can't roll extra good and and do the extra damage that you can get away with on the brutes, and you don't have that thunderous like you were mentioning to to really scare um, some high defense units. Yes, the average number of hits is the same, but their ceiling is a little lower. So. Right, right. Worse, I guess. And the and the defense four is what gets these guys. Um, so I I find shooting tends to just with with where their nerd is. I tend to get wavered quite a bit with these guys. Regen a bit back and then get shot off. Mm. <laughs> um, that happens a lot. So you have to be kind of careful with these. But they do they do threaten very well. Yeah, you throw a couple of units or even a single unit out on a flank, and, and your opponent's really having to to counter them with something. I'm not surprised your opponent shoots them a lot because yeah. <laughs> it's pretty scary, especially if you right. go first. You've basically only got one turn to to shoot them, and then they're right in your grill. Yeah, right, right. But that's when you've got your tribal hunters doing their first turn charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It's all for the lack. <laughs> Tribal hunters are, are blazing the trail in front of the lichens. <laughs> <laughs> that is a scary prospect. So are we putting the crystal pentagon on the 
board or what are we doing? <laughs> Just depend on all the way. I, I, I tend to like to throw another crushing one on these guys to get them up to crushing two on mm -hmm. that horde. Um, they are expensive, but you know, you're on from 245 to 275. But that is a that is really then a very scary unit with 18 attacks hitting on threes with crushing two. So with Pathfinder, the price makes me think I wouldn't ever want to take more than two units because then you just that's just too much into a, yeah I would agree a soft front line mm -hmm. makes sense and I could even see you putting um, a bit of extra courage on these bros just because they cost so many points for a relatively low nerve it, I mean most units around that two forty five mark are going to have a couple of extra points in that nerve uh, category, you know, if they're infantry in any case. So I could see if you have a few points left over, chucking a brew of courage, courage. or something. And that also helps the regen as well if you increase their nerve. True. Yeah. All right, we'll leave that there for now. Uh, we'll just take a quick break and then we'll come back and tackle the monsters in large cab. All right. Dark Chiron lurked in the shadows and helped Gark and the Black forge the beasts we call Orcs. He reached out and tore many of our ancestors apart, offering their lives to the smith for his forges and anvils. Garkin and Chiron also pulled apart the wild men, the elves, the dwarves, and he put both animal and man thing together, imprisoned them in strange minds and bodies. After 900 days, the darkness was born and unleashed upon the world. All right, we're back at your back and we're talking centaurs. We've got centaur long manes first off the ranks and there's a picture of what I presume is a centaur long mane on this page and he is ripped. <laughs> check, check out his, his awesome big head as well. Like I would not want to muck around with that guy. His luscious locks is really like quite a, quite a man. It's like a 60-year-old uh, bodybuilder, this one. Yeah, he does. He's got that kind of vibe about him, doesn't he? He looks really old but still just like pumping iron at the Super gym buff. every day and hands as large as his head. That model is from the uh, Loka game that they did. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's it's a Mantic model. It's different from the uh, Centaur kit that you'll buy. But uh, yeah, if you pick up Loka, you can grab that model. Mantic love their muscles. That other, in that picture, that other uh, female kind of tree thing, that's also from that, I believe. Oh, cool. Awesome. Okay, well, the Centaur Longmane's come in a trooper regiment. They have speed eight, uh, melee three plus, nice and reliable. Defense four plus, eight attacks and 16 attacks between troop and regiment. Nerve 11, 13, uh, 14, 16, and points 130 or 200. Hmm. Crushing strength one, thunderous charge one, and of course, pathfinder. So this is like medium cap. Man, Pathfinder is incredibly good on these. Like, in every other army, you look at these kinds of units with thunderous, crushing, really high speed, and you're like, man, this unit would be rad if it had Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have that trouble. Yeah, love it. Powerful unit. I think they're a bit soft. It's the defense four that makes yeah. it difficult with these guys. Yeah. And I don't want to be shielding these guys as well as my brutes or and my lichens. I'm shielding too much. Hmm. Well, they've got similar amount of impact to a lichen. Two attacks less on that regiment compared with a lichen horde, but you do have an extra um, thunderous built in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the impact is pretty comparable, but they're a fair bit cheaper. Mm. But don't have nimble. 
No, that's true. They don't have nimble and they do have one less speed. Yeah. But they're still booting it through the forest like at a rate of knots and hitting like a Mack truck. So for 200 points, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. They're, they're good. Um, they, they kind of form that, um, that middle ground where I think, you know, like the tribal hunters for, of the infantry, there's like things that do their job just a, a little bit better in general, hmm. like the lichens and things that are just a little faster and have that nimble so you can march up there 18 inches and still have a pivot to get around on somebody's flank if that's what you're, you know, you're looking to do where these guys can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know they're, they're cheaper, but they kind of fall on that middle ground where I think a lot of people struggle to get them in their lists because of that. Mm. I can understand that. That's uh, often the way of things. Yeah, they, they wouldn't go into my list. Yeah, when you've got enough variety of units where you've got your really specialized unit on this side of the curve and your really specialized unit on the other side and then you've got one in the middle, often it's hard to justify that one in the middle. Mm. Right, right. So what's the other Centaur unit that we've got, Chris? Uh, the Centaur Grey Hunters. So these are your your shooting version. Um, they don't hit quite as hard in melee, obviously. They still have Thunder's Charge, but um, same speed, speed 8. They're melee 4 instead of 3, but they do have a ranged 5-plus uh, attack. Their defense 3-plus instead of 4-plus. Their attacks drop down to 6 and 12 for the troop and regiment. Nerve is, uh, is the same, 11, 13, and 14, 16. They're a bit cheaper, though, at 105 points for the troop and 165 for the regiment. Um, these do have nimble. Uh, they lose that crushing strength, but retain the thunderous charge and pathfinder. They have bows with twenty-four inches, so these guys can move and shoot without penalty. Pretty nice. I think I prefer these guys over the long mains because even still, thunderous charge means they can still do something in combat. But you have the versatility of being able to run and shoot for for most of the game and get stuck in right at the end if you need it. Right, right. Would you prefer troop or regiment for these guys? regiment i would think for the nerve buff and the unit strength and the fact i would think so too and it unlocks four hits instead of two on your bows makes it much more likely that you actually get that wound on Mm. yeah you get that damage you're still not going to get a lot of damage but you it's something very reliably going to get one or two on pretty much anything um which is you're getting four hits instead of two which is i mean i think that's a big difference yeah i mean with two hits a lot of the time you'll still just fluff your your defense roll (laughs) right you've done nothing yeah that was four yeah you're very reliably going to get that get that nerve check happening and 165 is cheap enough for a regiment for what it does as well yeah i agree yeah Hmm. if it was any more i probably wouldn't take them it's on the high side i can't help but think for a uh, harassment kind of unit for you know a fairly indirect threat it, it is, but um, because of the because of the nimble and long range and their speed that they have, the the twenty four inch range bows, they can really kind of get around on a flank and mm-hmm. be shooting every single turn and be doing a little damage here and there. And then at that, you know, those turn five, turn six charges uh, to get into flanks or you know blow up something that even to the front that's already been wounded by something else. With 12 attacks and thunderous, that's not bad. Um, it really, six, six attacks typically doesn't scare anybody. But 12 attacks into the flank with thunderous charge one, now that's that's going to scare them. And it's going to take some stuff off. Mm. Right, you've, you've talked me into it. I want two regiments now. They, they, they look the that sounds good. <laughs> Did they agree on? Uh, okay, so we'll move into the beast pack, which seems to be the chaff unit of choice here. What they are... 
troop and regiment unit. Speed 10 on these fellas. They have melee of 4, defense 3, 6 and 12 attacks, much like the, well, exactly like the Bray Hunters, with Nerva 9, 11, and 12, 14 for 70 and 110 points each. These guys have Nimble, their height 1 cavalry, and they have the Vicious as well as built in Pathfinder. It's the 70 point troop that's the, the go here, I think. I, I tend to run a lot of these. <laughs> a lot of the 70-point variety, I imagine? I, I do, yeah. yeah. Although I will say the, the regiment, for only 40 points more, does serve a purpose. So the difference be, with that is that footprint then turns into something that you can corkscrew charge with. There's that word again. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, they're only height one, so you know you never know what you're going to be able to actually see and, and get around. But um, with having Nimble, that does not get knocked off when you're disordered because yeah. it, it's not flying. And 12 attacks, that's not bad for 110 points, 12-14 nerve. A lot of chaff units that run out and tap this won't actually even waver it. And then you're Nimble charging around into a flank or something like that. So th there is a... There is a use for that regiment, but I tend to run three or four troops in every list I, I write. Mm. The flavor text is interesting for these ones. I'm, I might just read that out. Uh, lions, wolves, brocks, and other beasts of the wild. They are of the mother, and they all share kinship with the herd. They will often aid them in hunting as well as in battle, and occasionally will even allow themselves to be ridden by those they feel are worthy. So I've got a few questions here. Um, mm -hmm. Why is there no one riding a lion? There's <laughs> one living legend riding a line in the Vaseline list. I take that back. And why is what is a Brock? Uh, badges, the dwarves. That's what they ride. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Of course, Brock riders. Yeah. So these yeah. this beast pack is supposed to be height one, lions, wolves, and Brocks. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Stuff like that. So what figures do you use for these, Chris? Um, I tend to use the old uh, Chaos Warhounds <laughs> because I was running a lot of Warhounds back in the day. Because everyone has those. I could imagine a lot of people yeah. do. You get Firewolves <laughs> in there, thing, things like that. Maybe. If you, I reckon um, it'd be, it could be a cool little modeling project to have like a bunch of horses <laughs> with no riders on them just <laughs> kicking away. But lions, wolves, yeah. Lions and wolves. That's a pretty vicious, angry chaff unit. Mm. It's They don't do a lot of damage, typically, with their six attacks. But um, every now and again, you'll have a beast pack just go crazy on somebody, like this That's last the, tournament. the hero moment. I, yeah, it's the hero moment. Back-to-back uh, -back turns, I had a beast pack go on um, Magnildi and do four wounds and take her off. And then... They followed into the front of a Mounted Suns unit that had been tangling with the Chimera, beat the Chimera, but they had some wounds hanging on it. And then this beast pack did four more wounds to the Mounted wow. Suns and took them off. <laughs> <laughs> so every now and again, they'll just do something crazy like that. You're like, it's the best unit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's because you don't expect them to do anything. So if they do anything, you're very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. So cheap chaff, yeah, with a vicious underbelly. Definitely tick of approval. Mm. This this army you'll notice has a lot of different chaff options. Yeah. Really like like five different, you know, you have the Centaur Bray Hunter troop that we just talked about, uh, but you have the harpies. And then you're looking at those um, tribal hunters that can vanguard up and, and you know, get in the way in things. 
So you have, you have a lot of different units, but these tend to be, because they're so cheap, tend to be the, the unit of choice. With speed 10 and being only 70 points, it really doesn't matter, matter if they can't do any damage. They're going to serve their purpose. Just get in the way. Yeah. And yeah. the herd kind of need the variety in chaff offerings just because they're across the board defensive four. Correct. Yeah. So you're using these guys to to give cover to your units. You're also using them to prevent flank charges as you're rushing towards your enemy as fast as you can. A, a common tactic I use with these these beast packs is to start them behind my units. And then if I'm if I'm outflanked and I know I'm I'm needing to protect a flank of like my guardian brute hordes as they're rushing up, what I'll do is I'll measure to exactly where my guardian brutes are going to get up to. I, I move the beast pack up first through my units, pivot and uh, pivot 90 degrees and go straight to the side because they're nimble. They can, they can pull off a long turn mm-hmm. like that. And then I run my guardian brutes right up behind them straight forward. So it's going to take the enemy a, a turn to get through the beast pack. And by that point, my guardian brutes are slamming into what they want to slam into. Mm. So I also use them to just shoot them right through my units and just get in the way of my opposing units before I'm setting up my charges so I can maintain the thunderous. Mm. Makes sense. And with 20 inches on the march and then a, and then a uh, rotate afterwards, that's that's some nimble, nimble, nimble beasties. Mm. Yes. I like it. All right. So giant eagles, uh, we've got a large cavalry unit, regiment or a horde, and they have nine attacks and 18 attacks respectively. Speed 10 fires. Melee four plus, uh, defense four plus. So interesting little middle of the range flying unit. Nerves ten and twelve on the regiment, or thirteen and fifteen on the horde. And that's actually higher now, due to Clash of Kings. How oh, is that right? It's twelve fourteen now and fifteen seventeen now. If you're running Clash of Kings twenty eighteen. Fifteen seventeen. That's a big upgrade, and there's still two hundred yes. points. Going up by two. Yes. So they each it, it got a bump of two to both the regiment wow. and the horde. Okay, now we're talking because I was about to say like, <laughs> for, for, uh, for those kind of points, you can yeah get rid of them relatively easily. But yeah. Fly, Fury, and Thunderous Charge 2. Yeah, some angry birdos. And Pathfinder, so they can fly into forests. Yes. Indeed. And, and that, that Fury actually comes in handy with that bump, that nerve bump more than it used to, right? Yeah. You, were, you were losing them at what, you know, they were getting routed at what they're now getting wavered. So mm-hmm. it, that, that nerve bump did help them out a lot. I still don't see them a lot, though I think they do have a, a use in the, in the list. I think you could build around a unit or two of these. Especially because of that nerve bump. Yes. If they were still 13, 15 for a horde, no, no thanks. Well, they're very comparable in terms of role to the Lycan, I would have said, because they're that really fast but still hard-hitting monstrous kind of unit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, fly instead of movement nine nimble, which is, I suppose, slightly better than movement nine nimble. And then you've got thunderous charge two rather than your crushing strength one. So they're actually very comparable when they have the same nerve with that upgrade, same number of attacks. They're not hitting on three plus, they're hitting on four plus. They are slightly worse in that department, but for a lot less points, for a lot less And they don't regen. This is a good unit. So, yeah, no, it's a good unit. You don't even have to be too smart with how you position your other units because you can just flap right on over them. And if you want, <laughs> um, use a regiment and just screen your lichens and brutes because they're height three. Yes. Mm, good point. And even more importantly, screen your stampedes. Yes. Because they're height three. <laughs> yeah. 
there's not much more to say about the giant eagles i don't think that we haven't said before it's pretty self-explanatory straight into the opponent's um ranged unit turn two and try to like you know run straight through them and then turn around and face the rear of the opponent's army that is that is a real worry Mm. Mm -hmm. okay chris how about you tell us about the chariots sure uh the tribal chariots come in regiments and hordes speed nine they're melee three range five plus defense four eight attacks and 16 attacks and nerve is 12 14 15 17 for 140 points and 215 points for that, you get uh, bows range 24 inches on them and thunderous charge 2. This unit does not have Pathfinder. Mm. Speed 9's more speed than most chariots. Mm. As soon as I read that it doesn't have Pathfinder, it turns me off quite. <laughs> chariots shouldn't have Pathfinder, though, for God's sake. I mean, you can't just. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Your chariots don't find paths. Yeah. No, they need to have the paths, otherwise, you just throw a track. <laughs> yeah, they should take damage. So I have I have run Wine of Elvenkind on a horde of these guys, and it is a very nice unit. It's expensive, you know, at two fifty five, but uh, you can move and shoot without penalty. You have a rather large unwieldy base that, with nimble, you can do some things with that that you just can't without nimble. And it's and it's a reliable. It's as reliable of a shooting platform as you can get in. The herd list with 16 attacks hitting on five, so you're you're hitting five or six times. You can bane chant them with the uh, the shaman, which you know we're going to talk about later. But it's bane chant three, so you have a, a reasonable chance of getting piercing off. So it's one of those things where uh, you you can do a little bit of damage with that unit, and it, it can serve a purpose. Mm. I would say not great, but it, it's okay. Yeah, you convinced me with the centaur bray hunters, but I'm not. Mm, I'm not quite buying it on these friends because they are a lot of points. Yes, they're going to reliably get a bit of, they're going to cause those nerf checks from range. And yes, they mm-hmm. can follow up a few bow shots with a pretty nasty charge if they can get away with it. I'd be tempted by the caterpillar potion as much as I think it's <laughs> kind of mean to, to take the uh, the pathfinder on your own unit that doesn't probably have pathfinder to begin with. But uh, sure. you're just going to be disrupted a lot, right? A horde of chariots is so big. 20 centimeter flank. You pay so many points. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sold. <laughs> and any sort of movement, you, you're probably going to clip some sort of terrain mm-hmm. with that footprint. Well, see, that's another use for beast packs. So what I'll do with my beast packs if I'm running a unit like this and, and uh, that doesn't have Pathfinder and my uh, my Guardian Brutes, for that matter, when they don't have Pathfinder, I will run a unit of, like a beast pack unit over to the edge of that forest to and, and stay on that outer edge to make my chariot go around it or to make my Guardian Brutes go around it so it does not have to take that shortest path through the woods. And therefore, I can maintain my thunderous completely when you're charging. Yeah, mm. that's clever, sneaky. <laughs> but still, wow. that, you're using another unit just so this thing can do something. It yeah, seems it's a cheap unit. <laughs> it's a seventy-point upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I might be skipping these. I like that tactic, though. I could use that, man. Yeah, you got to remember. We were right. You were right to get an expert on this cast. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'll use that. Uh, whose turn is it for Brutox? Is that you, Benton? Yeah, I'll take the Brutox. I love me monsters. Brutox is a monster, like I just said. Are we, so, we're, we're, are we skipping over the other large calf? Does it matter? <laughs> the stamp- <laughs> Stampede. <yeah. laughs> we can skip over talking about them. Nobody takes those anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, the the, uh, the one that you never see on the table, the stampede. Uh, I think it's because it's regular. So this large cav only comes in hordes, so that's already down. So you can't take regiments of these things. Uh, and they're only speed 7 compared to your speed 9s and 10s of the other things. Melee 4, defense 4, attacks uh, poultry 30 with a nerve of only 1822, but that has changed. It's 1820 Correct. now. 1820. Yes. Mm. Yeah, for 260 points, so you're not getting a whole lot. And it gives you Crushing Strength 1, Strider, and Thunderous Charge 3. So you'll Bloody only do hell. a couple of points of damage if they get into combat. <laughs> So drive, droves of wild horses, cattle, and step rhino, or even larger beasts. Okay, so we're getting we're getting into the larger beasts after that. But I noticed that uh, a beast pack consists of lions, wolves, and brocks. Well, as this is horses and cows, mm -hmm. yet <laughs> something's not quite adding up for me there. So these, they don't scratch you; they just stomp on you. Mm. Okay. So for so for mine, I took uh, those ogre morn fang calf from. Uh, Warhammer, and oh, yeah. uh, uh, put basically a created Minotaur Centaur with those lower the the bodies of the Mornfang with a Minotaur upper torso for my stampede. Ooh, that's pretty legit. That sounds cool. <laughs> hmm. So, what do we think of these guys? They're rubbish. They don't seem all that good. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect uh, most herd armies to have two of these units at least. They're just. There's so many in, a, in an army that's spoilt for choice when it comes to hordes of large, nasty, stumpy things. Which is the largest it's just and the stompiest. best of those <laughs> horde of large, nasty, stumpy things, isn't it? So, yeah, for a few extra points, you get so many attacks and you get so much nerve that it almost doesn't matter what else is on it with the crushing strength and thunderous charge and all that. It's certainly something that you need to screen or have a second unit for the redundancy because one of them will get focused off. This is, I usually lose uh, one of these units as my first, other than my chaff if I'm throwing it in front of people and things. This is mm. a unit that people target and yep. they take it off. Because you don't want it in combat. <laughs> Correct. So a lot of times you have to run two like you're, otherwise you're, they're just taking off your one and then you don't have one to, to run around and, and play with and have fun with taking other units off. Have you had any issues with Phalanx units opposing these guns? Because it's never thunderous. Yeah, I, I, you know, I face a lot of Phalanx. I tend to not care. I mean, it's still 30 uh, and, and the reason I... <laughs> it's still 30 attacks. And uh, they're crushing one. And I tend to... If I'm running into a Phalanx unit, I probably have a Shaman backing uh, close enough to cast... Um, Enchant. Yeah, it, it basically give it, putting them up to crushing strength. Yeah. Two. And against most phalanx units, you're back at wounding on a two plus at that point, and you just exactly mow straight through them anyway. I, I can't help but feel like they don't need crushing strength one. You could take that off and just make them thunderous, and then they've got more of a counter. But with crushing strength one anyway and thirty attacks, I can see why you don't care. Back when um, Uncharted Empires publicly play tested and i was first coming to this game the stampede was uh just thunder's charge on it i think it was just thunder's charge four and um i did try them out a little bit and i didn't really like them because it is actually not that hard to throw something into this unit to knock the thunder's charge off mm -hmm. um you know it to all you have to do is cause that one point of damage in close combat with a, a chaff unit and it's down to that crushing strength one so I felt like it was really hard. I mean, not like it was a worthless unit, but it wasn't nearly like that that unit you want to get in your list. I will say I find 
I don't want to take more than two. I, I want to have some higher defense in my army as well. Or just, just flat out some higher nerve if you're going to go with like Spirit Walker Hordes or something like that, that that can handle the grind. But these guys can do both the grind and, you know, punch you in the face. So I was just thinking thematically, having no crushing strength and just a thunderous charge makes the stampede sound like a stampede. Yeah, I agree. I feel like <laughs> you know, they, they've got that, that feeling of being like this unstoppable just horde of little beasties. And if they don't get momentum or a runoff, then yeah, they then they but they need that runoff. Yeah, because I mean, if you if you see like a oxen or something, I feel like that's the kind of thing. This might be Lion King style, right? Mm. If they're just chilling in a grove or whatever, munching grass, you're like, I'm not too worried. But when they all get moving as a as a group, all of a sudden Simba's crying, and it's all very dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that that what they're describing, you know, rhinos and things like that. Would naturally have a, a crushing one, but if it's just standing there and then hitting you. But I understand. This is true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, it depends. Yeah, it depends what you think of the beastie as, right? And so, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and they've just gotten better with the change to thunderous charge. How it doesn't just get and take it off if you're hindered. Yeah, it's but these guys can't be hindered. They they have Pathfinder and Strider. Oh, that's right. So Good. They're they're running over obstacles and still yeah. not caring. Which is very nice. So only yeah. phalanx is the counter, really. It's yes. not even a very phalanx good counter. Phalanx is absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like it, they'll breeze through virtually any phalanx unit without the thunderous charge, even without the bane chance. So I just I don't know. Point and click, meathead, super strong unit. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess that means I get to take the Brutox then. Yeah, you can take it. One more thing to add into the Stampede. Um, I te- this tends to be the unit that I like to throw the plus one to hit item on Brew of Sharpness on. Because they're not um, good enough. Just because of- <laughs> well, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Why not? Um, well, the reason, the reason for that is there is a lot of ensnare out there in our meta starting to pop up. Like one to hit, yeah. Yeah, and you drop from fours to fives, and it's a big difference. Mm. So... Throwing that plus one to hit, hitting on threes. Now you can you can take on hordes uh, fairly reliably and not have to worry about it. You can hit things that have ensnare and still, you know, blow through them relatively easily. Uh, though I did face a, a placoderm horde this last tournament, and I basically just sacrificed that unit because I had you know one side chaffed and I could only get one unit in. And it's like, well, this is my chance to do a bunch of damage to it. I did uh, eleven, I think, eleven or twelve on the first go and then got flanked didn't care because then the next turn i was coming in and taking it off uh, Mm. with another unit and he just so you know placoderms are defense six and phalanx yeah wow yeah (laughs) okay so what's it what's it called the one the plus one to hit item is that the brew of sharpness sharpness yeah so not only are you hurting all these poor creatures into battle Against their will, probably. But you're also like <laughs> spiking their water trough beforehand. With... <laughs> anyway, I just I wanted to mention that. So <laughs> that sounds yeah, that sounds nasty. Okay, I can see how that would work. So speaking of brutal, let's let's talk brutox. We've got a Indeed. monster speed eight melee four plus defense four plus one d six plus eight attacks. Okay, nerve sixteen slash nineteen and two hundred and twenty points. So we've got Crushing Strength 2, Fury, Regenerate 5+, Strider, Thunderous Charge 2, uh, and does not have Pathfinder. So it's a super giant. It's a super, yeah, this guy does not muck around. Thunderous 2, Crushing 2, Madness, and uh, loads of attacks. Fury is fantastic. 
on this guy. Defense is slightly lower compared to a standard giant, but you also have slightly more attacks where a giant gets d6 plus 6. Right. The waiver is slightly higher on a normal giant with 17, 19. Mm-hmm. But then you've got regen in this case. Yep, regen over no regen. And a standard giant has crushing 3 only. This guy's CS2, TC2. I feel like with only defense 4 and nerve 16, 19, he's probably quite often going to waver if you go into him with something solid. But then he's got fury and he'll just come back and hit you even harder than you hit him. So that's got to be a bit of a concern. Between 9 and 14 attacks. So on the high end, that's scary. On the low end, eh, you could whiff because he's only melee 4 plus. You know, you could fluff it. Right, right. Yeah. I like him. I like giants. I think they're fun. Is this where you put your cycle? <laughs> well, actually, I have my—I uh, have that in the middle of one of my stampedes, um, just for a modeling perspective. Mm-hmm. I do—I I do like the uh, the Brutox. Uh, overall, I—I I, I tend to, to not run him. I ran him early on in my early lists. I used to run him, but with the defense four, um, I found he he was wavered with shooting too easily. And then someone would take him off later on, yeah. even with the regen and things. But he is—he is good. He's slightly faster than a giant. Oh yes, yeah. Speed eight compared to seven. What I don't get is why a Brutox doesn't have brutal. <laughs> it just seems like it should go hand in I hand. I don't know, and uh, and I see him as like a guardian brute, and I yet he has defense four instead of five. So I'd almost prefer him to have defense five. And and not regeneration than the other way around. On that on that same train of thought that I'm on, why don't guardian brutes have brutal? Anything with brute in the name should be brutal. <laughs> Just personally, well, fury, I guess. But yeah, I hear you. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> on the train to work, I see a few brutes who are not necessarily brutal. Just uh, <laughs> just you know, a bit smelly and annoying. That's that could be a brute, <laughs> you know. Anywho, um, brutox. I, I so... tend I tend to not run him. Uh, favor of the chimera myself but if i'm running a monster is that because it can fly or or is it the points thing it's it's uh it's because it can do two different purposes and the brutox kind of falls in the middle to me how about you tell us about the chimera now just while we're on that sure sure this is a monster speed seven melee three plus defense five plus seven attacks has a 15 17 nerve for 160 points, you get uh, Crushing Strength 2, Pathfinder, and Vicious. And you can upgrade uh, to Wings uh, for Fly and Speed 10 for 50 points. So this unit I see can do two different things. You can keep it cheap at the 160 points, and you have a Defense 5 mobile, you know, small nerve, uh, uh, small, I should say, footprint nerve block of 1517. To run around and get in people's way, I think that's a really solid way to spend 160 points, especially if you start getting into flanks and things uh, with ongoing, you know, slog fests in the middle of your table. That's yep, Pathfinder and just getting on threes with 14 attacks and crushing two is very nice. Or you throw those wings on it, and now it kind of becomes a mini dragon. Um, it's not as good as a dragon, you know, seven attacks, but you know, it's hitting on threes, crushing two. For 210 points, instead of spending you know 300 plus for a dragon, still less than a brutox. Uh, yes, still less than a brutox, and it's it's much more mobile with those wings and nimble and everything. Crushing two is still decent. That'll be fine yeah. for most cases. Yes, I feel like it 
I can see why you don't take the Brutox when you've got this option because, you know, they sort of fulfill the same role. Of the high end, the Brutox is better. If you're getting a lot of regen off reliably and you're rolling high on your number of attacks and he's really hitting hard, then so in the sort of best case scenario, Brutox is better, but in virtually every other case, I feel like the Shimmerer yeah. is, uh, is the better option. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if you'd notice that. I've heard it called a shimmer and also a chimera. How do you feel about that, Benson? My eyes, my eyes twitch. No, it's, it's, it's a great unit, and I've seen a lot of people run two of these with fly, mm. uh, and that becomes the flank. And uh, they are a bizarre combination of animals, so you could take all kinds of weird models to represent your chimera, I suppose. As long uh, as you do, glue them together. As long as you glue them together. Yeah, you could stick, like... A, a lion on top of a giraffe or something. And a lion head up at the top of a lion. There you go. <laughs> Slap some wings on it. With pen yeah. penguin wings. A lion riding a giraffe dressed as a pirate. That's pretty... <laughs> yes, of course. Penguin, tiny little penguin wings. Best painted award right there. <laughs> so, what do you use as your kind um, well, I have a, I have an old GW one, uh, the plastic kit from good years ago. I also have a uh, one that I'm I'm hoping to break out. Uh, I have just some finishing painting touches that I'm doing for uh, Renegade GT here coming up in a few weeks, uh, which is a uh, Skybor uh, Minotaur. It's the their largest Minotaur. He's kind of like leaning down uh, with his hand on a rock and then kind of looking up and his axe is held behind him. And I've put uh, some wings on him, some dragon wings on him, and uh, I think it's turning out really nice. So mm. that'll be my, that my chimera of the future. Awesome. Mm. It'll take a while to paint the giraffe, <laughs> I suppose, but <laughs> it depends on how much uh, you want that uh, the black from the penguin wings to kind of go up over the back. Mm. <laughs> it's a subtle blending technique. Right, right. A little bit of airbrush and you'd be good to go. Mm -hmm. I still like the Brutox, but the Chimera is a better choice. Easier to, to play with as well. Mm -hmm. The Brutox is very one-dimensional. Anyway, we've got one more before our next break. Uh, we have the the one war engine that, like, is it, is it a war engine? It's a totem. It's a great totem. It's not an, a war engine. It's a rock. Um, so this thing has no stats apart from Defense 5 and Fearless 18 for 80 points. You can only have one of these things. It's a it's a living legend rock. <laughs> it has advanced deployment, a base of five by seventy five, and you can't increase this, so it's very specific. There, it has to be seventy five by seventy five. Yeah, and height four. It has inspiring and rallying too. So basically, this is just a, a nerve buff for your army. You can kind of put it in front of your army with the advanced deployment. Right. Great modeling. Uh, it is. Opportunity. Yep. There's lots you can do with that. I have only used it a couple of times in, in casual games. I've never brought one to a tournament. But this, I could see someone, if they had like a really nice totem that they built, you know, like a herdstone from a decade ago, and they're like, I really want to use this. There are some things you could use it for tactically. So mm. a lot of the scenarios force you to go someplace. You know, they're, they're forcing you to hold objectives. They're forcing you to move to the center of the table or to cross over, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Rallying too is is nothing to sneeze at. And if you have like, let's just say my army with the guardian brutes that you're uh, wanting to, you know, run up next to them, suddenly bumping them to 1720s for their nerve is 
pretty darn nice with Fury and Defense Five. So it's it does it can serve a purpose there. It can also serve a, a tactical purpose if um, you're playing against a lot of hordes, and even if your your TO measures out you know blocking terrain to be you know to allow hordes to go through, you can drop a totem between them and force them to have to deal with it, you know, kill the totem. It's a nerve 18 defense five. So it's not just a, a pushover. They're going to, it may take them two turns to get through that. Uh, so I could see someone using this for 80 points, but I, I tend to not. Mm. And what does, uh, I've forgotten what advanced deployment does exactly. Um, basically after you've chosen sides, you can, well, before you deploy any of your other units, this gets deployed. Oh, okay. So it's not a it's not a positive. It's in fact actually a minor negative that you have to pop it out beforehand. But the problem is that inspiring and rallying is only six inches, isn't it? If it was twelve, eighteen, something like that, then you'd be really be in business. But yeah. six inches is right. not very far in, a, in an army that you're generally wanting to charge forward and engage your opponent as early as possible, possibly in their deployment zone. Uh, you end up leaving it behind a lot. Also, with advanced deployments, you get to put it anywhere on the table. Oh, okay. Correct. You do get to put it anywhere. Okay, that makes yeah. a big difference. Yes, yes. Yeah, I should have said said that. Right. So you can drop it out there in the middle, you know, between those blocking terrains, or you know, you might know you're doing the dominate scenario. Okay, well, I'm going to plot this uh, where we're all going to be fighting. You know, maybe towards my side of that circle, uh, but be able to buff everything in that circle of mine. And that, and then it doesn't matter that you're putting it down first. It's the point is. Now you have to deal with it. Yeah, seems pretty good. I mean, you, I mean, you could use it as one a sight blocker to, you know, advance things, you know, more more safely from enemy mm-hmm. fire and things Quite like four. that. But I suppose you could yeah. also use it to block big charges of your big fat units and and what have you as well. If they sort of deploy on the other side of it, so. I don't know. I rate it. I think it's really good for 80 points. It's got quite a lot of tactical uh, functionality for, for, for that kind of price. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I just haven't used one, um, you know, beyond those couple of casual games and stuff. So mm. and I think it would be fun to bring to a tournament sometime. Yeah, something I'd like to try out. <laughs> Plus, if you're, if you're going for painting awards, um, there's a lot you could do with that. Yeah, absolutely. A great totem that would be very cool. Like a really cool centerpiece so, out of it. i got to think of something to make up for my fancy beastman. I haven't even thought about oh, yeah. in my army. So I guess that's something for another time. Anyway, do like what a we'll big do now? Pile of jobbies with like a <laughs> like a nice table setting on top of it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> gentleman basement. <laughs> <could see> that. <laughs> or uh, one of those uh, like champagne towers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go for a break. We'll come back and we'll round off the army list. Go through the heroes and stuff. Excellent day. Back soon. Good, brave Chiron saw all that had occurred and knew what he must do. He watched from afar, rescuing the lost souls discarded by his brother and Garkin as of no use to their schemes. He gathered the light from all around him, from the earth and the sky, and he gave this light to us. Brave Chiron could not remake the lost as they once were, but he rebuilt the shattered lives and bodies and purified the evil in their hearts. We opened our eyes and we knew one another as brothers and sisters. In return, our father, brave Chiron, gave us to the mother world to protect her from the evil forged by Garkin. Okay, we have returned, and next we are going through the heroes. We'll start off with the big fella, the great chieftain. This guy is speed 6, melee 3, defense 5, 5 attacks with a 12-14 nerf for 140 points. 
and he's bringing to the table crushing one, thunderous charge one, individual and inspiring, which is good. Uh, he does have a couple of options. A bow for 10 points, that gives him a ranged stat of 4. And he can also bring along some hunting animals. 140 points for a 12-14 nerve fella. No mount for this guy, so he's always on foot. Mm. He does inspire though, and I guess ranged 4 with 5 attacks for the bow is okay. Yeah, for 10 points, why not? Yep. yep. 150, probably still wouldn't take him in most cases. He seems like a, a weird unit. Melee three, five attacks, crushing and thunderous one, so he can do a, a few points of damage. Mm, but then he'll just get charged back and then overrun. Yeah, I don't know. I'd take him if you were going pretty wide. On from reading this list, I feel like what a lot of people are going to do is take a heap of horde of hordes of very fast things and a few monsters and stuff. But if you're going mm. for more of the lots of tribal warriors and longhorns and tribal spears and that kind of thing. Very um, infantry heavy. Then, then yeah, I could definitely see whacking him in there just to inspire your, your mates and add a bit of extra punch. But if he's just inspiring, why not the tribal totem bearer, which is 50 points? Well, because he can also shoot off little things, pop a bit of a few extra wounds on things here and there without you having to pay the points for a you know unit of hunters or what have you. Yeah, he's okay. He's kind of like a mini yeah. unit of hunters that inspires in a way. Are you giving him any items? Nah. Are you? I don't know. If I were to run this guy, I would run wings on him. Wings are the honey maze. Okay. That could work. <clears throat> if if this guy had a mount option, I would take him on a, a semi-regular basis. Uh, because he's speed six and he can't be mounted, if I'm going to take a guy to run around and do that, you know, do those things you were talking about, I'm, I'm going to take the centaur chief. Yeah. He's faster. He's cheaper. He doesn't have quite the durability and things i get that but he is cheaper and he has the bow option as well how about you just run through the chief then so just so we can compare uh so he is and, and i think it's because of the center chief that they didn't get the great chieftain a, a mount mm. option um but he's speed eight uh melee three plus uh, defense four plus with four attacks nerve 11 13 for 105 points uh he's hero cav crushing strength two Individual, Inspiring, Pathfinder, and Thunderous Charge 1. And he can be upgraded with Hunting Animals for 10 points or a Bow for 10 points, hitting on 4s, which is the way to go. He's also ripped AF, so that that's, sort of helps him out in battle, no doubt. I could, <laughs> <laughs> that's the question too. I could okay. see um, actually taking him with some Hunting Animals too, because apart from the fact that you could do quite a cool modeling option, I reckon, have him... On a base with like a, I don't know his loyal puma or something like that. Hugs, backing him up. Uh, maybe glue a lion or a giraffe or whatever. When you giraffe, I can see what you mean. Like I, for me, it's very simple. You, if you've got the fast army, like it sounds like you have, Chris, with lots of thumpy thumpy critters and whatever, then you go for the centaur chief. And if you've got your more infantry heavy army, then I think the great chieftains. Good. Sure. But yeah, getting the inspiring where you need it is um, is very valuable. Mm. Would putting the um, rally banner on this guy be worth? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, sticking rallying on any of the heroes that are hanging behind your lines to boost up nerve is always good. But he is cav-sized, so he might be able to get seen over the top of you. Not if everything else in your army is that size or bigger anyway. Right. If you're running around with lichens or, or guardian brutes or something. Hmm. Yeah, I could see putting the rallying banner on him. He's not that many points still for uh, a very reliable 
inspiring source at that point. Mm, and just running cool. behind stuff, yeah, just be like stuff at he's only defense four plus nerve eleventh. As far as those, you know, mounted heroes go, he's very reliable. With four attacks that hit on three plus with crushing two and thunderous one, he's he's a reliable mechanism to ground a dragon that gets into your, you know, gets around you to the back or something. And he's just about the only unit in the game, or unit in this list that can do that uh, because he's speed eight individual, you know, has that 16 inch radius to uh, to turn any direction in charge. He serves a really good purpose that way. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Could say he's good fly defense. Absolutely. And another another good option to disrupt bow units and things as well. Right. Yep. What happens when you give the chieftain a chariot, Hugh? They become <laughs> a great chieftain on tribal chariot. So they uh, get to still be the big swing and D, but they also get a pimp ride to take them into battle, which gives them <laughs> speed nine, <laughs> melee three plus, uh, defense five plus, attack seven. So you, you get an extra couple of cheeky attacks, probably from your wheels or whatever, or your little critters that are pulling the chariot. Uh, nerve 14 and 16 uh, for 190 points. So it's a 50-point mount option. It also increases his Thunderous from 1 to 2, and that's a boot it. You can still give him a bow, no animal companions, though, when you're on your chariot. No Pathfinder and large calves, so height 3 now. And and with the Clash of Kings, he gets nimble for free. Good. Ooh. I, I would say that bow option for only 10 points is a must seven with attacks. this guy. You know, seven attacks and being able to shoot without penalty mm. is really good. Oh, yeah. Staple it onto him. I mean, 10 points. What a ripper. <laughs> and it's not even using your magic item slot. Mm. He is He's cool. I really like him. He's, yeah. he's a bit expensive, but he's just so so stylish. I love having a, a character in a chariot as your as your leader, like just, you know, blowing the horns and getting stuck in there. And you can get you can get a nice, like, you know, knuckles on hips kind of pose happening in your chariot. <laughs> just, I don't know. I just like it. Right. I wish there was an option for a mediocre chieftain so they weren't all great. No, they're all great, Matt. <laughs> just uh, Larry, the, the, the not, not so bad chieftain. <laughs> he produces all these policies in season three. Well, I guess the regular great chieftain is not that great, really, because he doesn't have his pimp ride. So he's... no, that's right. Right. Even the beast packs won't let him ride on him. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next, we've got the tracker. He is a tracker. <laughs> Speed six, melee four, range four, defense four. Shame the attacks aren't four, but we've got three attacks there. Nerve of 10, 12 to 70 points. He's got a bow, come standard, individual, piercing one, stealthy, and vanguard, and you can give him some hunting animal friends for 10 points. Why? What does this guy actually do? Oh, he gets. Uh... He sneaks about, vanguards, yes. and sicks some dogs on people, and then dies. So <laughs> I've tried this guy out, and I haven't been able to get him to really work. I mean, he does have a fairly reliable bow, hitting on fours with three attacks and, and piercing one. Um, being stealthy in an individual, he's very hard to shoot off in comparison to like the troop of hunters that you might take for similar points. But, um, but not if a breath weapon hits him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's there to put that one wound on things and force those, you know, as we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the hunters. Except he's not... If he had four attacks, I'd like him a lot more actually because he'd hit that a lot more reliably. But I feel like um, I'm going yeah. to fluff my rolls so often with that three attacks. I do like the uh, flavor text here, um, that he's the best, most experienced of the hunters, and they often operate by themselves, ranging head of the tribe, and excel at what they do. But it's a mystery as to what that actually is. 
<laughs> Whatever it is they do. Vanguarding. They make really good picnics. They get ahead of the the rest of the animals and they lay they find a nice uh, nice glade or whatever. They're really good event organizers. That's what they mm. excel, truly excel at. <laughs> All right, who'd like to um, tell us about the shaman or shaman? This is this is the uh, number one hero mm-hmm. in this list. And most people run a couple of these. Because the shaman inspires, he can be the only hero you take in the list. But let's go right through it. He's speed six, melee four plus, defense four plus, two attacks. That's quite key. Well, most, most majors only have one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And 11-13 nerve. For 95 points, he has Bane Chant 3, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's Individual Inspiring, which is another key. Uh, Pathfinder, and don't leave out Thunder's Charge 1. You have no idea how many times I've charged these guys in late game and taken a unit off. <laughs> or grounded a dragon and yeah. can't get to my other units. <laughs> I even charged a Shaman in and then Bane Chanted with my other Shaman, just to make sure. <laughs> 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 um, I usually run the heal 5 upgrade on these guys for 25 points, but they also have Wind Blast 5 available for 30. You can mount them for 15 points and give them speed 9, mm-hmm. and then they have access to the other various uh, spells. I've run Mind Fog on one before, just because my lists have a, a lack of shooting, mm. and it can be that nice reach out and touch something that maybe I... I wounded earlier in the game and then lost on the uh, the, the exchanging of blows, and now I've left a, a wounded horde hanging out there that just needs another nerve check on it. So mm. that is one that, that uh, I try to slip in when I can on the Shaman. Oh, this guy is just so good. I mean... He is. He, it's amazing. Take your Bowden Bearer, which is 50 points, 45-point upgrade, and now he's got all these spells. Yeah, and he's... Why and is he inspiring? <laughs> He'd still be good without inspiring. He's inspiring because he's good. Everybody loves him, so he inspires people. And then, <laughs> exactly. As you say, unlike other wizards, he actually has the potential to go in and do that wound and uh, take something off like game, which is just, you know, yeah, can't be underestimated as well. Like this, this guy just does everything. I can see why you why you said, Chris, that you might just take bloody four of these and call it a day. Yeah. Well, I usually take two um, and I run the heal upgrade. And so they're, they're sitting at 120 points before you're even um, putting artifacts on them and, and things like that, uh, which sometimes I'll run you know, the 10-point the item to uh, be able to cast two spells in the same turn. Mm-hmm. Very rarely will you have a game where you don't have a use of casting both Bane Chant and Heal on a unit. It's, it's a very good unit. I won't, I won't uh, disagree because I, I run two of them all the time. But at the same time, it, it's, not, it's not cheap. You know, you're running that pair at 240 points. Windblast. Does anyone see Windblast? Because I haven't seen anyone take Windblast before. No, I want to take four, all mounted, all with Windblast. <laughs> that's, that's roll. That's 140 dream. points yeah. each. It's <laughs> only 560 <laughs> points of just huffing and puffing and blowing those motherfuckers' houses down. <laughs> just get them right around the flank and just, <laughs> just blow. Just keep pushing them off. Oh, I love it. What happens if you fall off the table? I mean, <laughs> the table edge is blocking train. You stop. But uh, <laughs> um, I will say it, it depends on the tournament for Windblast. Uh, I would have liked to have Windblast at this last tournament that I went to where there was no turn seven. It was just in the rule pack. It's six turns. You don't roll for a turn seven. 
on on these timed games. Mm-hmm. I would say going second and having wind blast on when you know it's that's it. Just to push them off the objectives and they can't get back. Exactly, on. <laughs> uh, that can be very helpful and can win you games. Uh, but in general, uh, yes, I I tend not to take it. Um, I would say the other use for wind blast though that a lot of people don't don't talk about is um, for a lot of units. You know, like let's talk about these units with the high nerve uh, above. You pretty much people are wanting to double charge them, mm. right? They don't want to get into like let's say double charge the stampede. They don't want to get into a drawn out combat with them. And so your your speed eight cav, you know, those two regiments move up and they're ready to charge the stampede next turn. Well, you wind blast one of them back. Now only one of them is in charge range this turn. And do they take that one unit in there? They'll probably lose it on the counter charge back if, if you're being chaining stampede. So they may it may make them think twice. So there there are some things you can do with it, but I agree. Mm. Thirty points is is it's a big price to pay for just some small things you could do in the game. Wind Blast in general needs to have a point reduction just because the idea is nice, but whenever we go to take it, you think, oh, 30 points. And it's, it's only useful sometimes. Sometimes it feels right. like you need several. It's a bit like heal in a sense, because if you've got a high number on it, then it's not bad. And if you've got a couple of healers, like I feel like heal has a certain critical mass as well, where you've got, mm. if you've got say, 10 dice to throw at heal, then it's really meaningful. But if you only throw in like two or three, then it's sort of like, who cares? Um, Wind Blast feels a bit that way as well. But I feel like I like your tactics there, Chris. It sounds good, but it's just thinking too small, man. Like I want to blow units 12 inches back yep. and just repeatedly <laughs> throw them behind my totem strategically put on the board in such a way. You know, like I've brought my forests along so that they don't know where to move. They've only got a few avenues. I've plunked a big, awful, bloody pile of dung in between two of those forests. And then the only other route they've got to walk down is keep blowing them away. I mean, I don't even have to play the game. I mean, it's because Kings of War is so moving, intensive, and precise. Even just blowing someone one inch into a forest and how they they charge him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Delicious. But yeah, I I think... I just think it needs a point drop. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Okay. Uh, Next let, up. Let me do another one. Uh, I want to do Tribal Totem Bearer. You can do that one. This is your little banner waving kind of character. He's mm-hmm. uh, one attack, melee four plus, defense four plus, speed six, nerve nine, 11 for 50 points, individual inspiring and thunderous charge one. Why does he have one attack and the shaman's got two? I don't know. Shaman's just... He's got both hands on the... Because the shaman is a boss. Yeah, he can really <laughs> play about him with that stick. But the tribal totem barrier, he's hindered by his massive flag that he's carrying around or some other totem. <laughs> Maybe he's carrying, um, yeah, some sort of witchy-poo tribal kind of uh, inspiring affair. He can have hunting animals and he can be mounted. I could see giving him hunting animals for 10 points. I mean, if you're taking him. Yeah, yep. it's a cheap range yeah. attack. Why not? It's a cheap range attack. That's right. And it doesn't matter how many attacks he's got. It just does straight up five. Mm, correct. Yeah, he's just... Cheap and cheerful. Cheaper shaman without all the good stuff. Without spells. <laughs> mm. I mean, every army has one of these, right? Mm-hmm. And most armies have a use for sticking a, a second or third cheap inspiring uh, source out on the table. Um, I do like mounting these guys when I have just because for for sixty five points I'm getting I'm getting to inspire my units, but then I've got a speed nine uh, speed bump that I can throw out in front of things if I need to for chaff, mm. which is very handy for only sixty five points. Yeah, that makes sense. I and mean, he's a good, cheap, and cheerful um, inspiring source, 
and a lot of armies really want that. But like where other armies, like say my Ratmen, for example, I'm taking a couple of um, you know assassins or shamans, you know the warlock kind of zappy witchy poo kind of characters and and all that kind of stuff. All these bros don't have inspiring, so you really want that cheap inspiring source. But in this army, you can sort of have your cake and eat it too in a way like so you can have your shaman to do all your magic stuff and even hit something from time to time or your centaur chief that's that's your you know your cav guy running around he also inspires so every single guy except the tracker inspires here yeah every single guy except for the you know the wedding planner that you're not in with uh has inspiring anyway so that i feel like that detracts and you've also got your um totem if you've got you know your uh your big pile of dung what's it called again the great totem so if you're taking a great totem and a handful of other characters don't see the need for this guy but you know as compared to how much of a vital role he fulfills in some other armies but i'd like someone to model a great totem after their great chieftain so it's just a big statue of of their chieftain <laughs> and the, the tribal totem bearer that has be epic. has exactly the same totem just a smaller version He's, yeah, he's like just carrying it around. Yeah. yeah, you know, you could you could have some fun with that and take your uh, your model, whatever you have modeled up as great chieftain, and take it to get it scanned, three mm. D scanned, and three D print that, and then um, it wouldn't even matter if it's really good, but uh, you, you know, you just kind of texture it up and stuff like that to make it look yeah. stone. But it would be that'd be pretty cool as a, as a great would be. that'd be awesome exact be same pose so you've got your yeah. exactly it'd be exactly the same big swinging d great chieftain on his tribal chariot hands on hips just like you know big bloody muzzle in the air just looking bold as you know pecs of the gods and then you yeah that's your totem as well i love it that this like jesus this army just makes itself and there's your player's choice award right now. <laughs> okay let's get into the large infantry hero First one we've got is the Lycan Alpha. So speed 9, melee 3, defense 5, 7 attacks, 14, 16 nerve, 205 points. Crushing 2, inspiring for Lycans only, nimble and regen 5. So he's just, he's like in between a so regiment good. and a horde. Yeah. That inspires himself too. So seven attacks instead of nine for the Lycan Regiment, but the you get a nerve bomb. But he's defense five. Defense five and a small footprint as well. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty hard. That to small out. footprint, defense five, regen, nice nerve. He's really good. Yeah. So when I'm writing my lists, I often waver between taking a horde of Lycan or this guy, or even just two of these guys. He's actually very comparable to the Chimera. Same number of yes. attacks. Same crushing strength. Hits on threes just like it. Yep. Same footprint. Yeah, quite a similar kind of figure, actually. But then, obviously, he inspires his um, fellow swole wolves. And himself, yep. which is good. I always, I've always found that weird in Kings of War, how you <laughs> inspire yourself. But, I mean, it makes sense for the great very beast lord. He's so inspirational. He definitely inspires himself. <laughs> <laughs> For other characters, it's a bit weird. He's okay. I don't know if I'd give him any items. I just like him as he is. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not a lot to give him that pushes him over the top that he doesn't already do. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. He's he's a good he's a good unit. What I struggle with um, and why I typically take the the Chimera instead. Um, if 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 they were side by side, I'd probably rather have this guy than the Chimera. Even though I don't have fly, but he's almost as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more durable because of that inspiring and, and things like that. And the regeneration really helps. But it, it comes down to unlocks. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're running a couple of hordes of something that are unlocking everything, then you're running a couple of shaman. There's your hero slots, and then you've got your couple of stampedes, which are special choices. You've got your chaff that are all special choices, right? It, bec it, it becomes a little difficult sometimes to get a, another unlock in there to then squeeze this guy in. But mm. if you're going a little bit, you know, it, it really depends on how you're designing your list. Mm. Makes sense. Now about the Guardian Champion, if you want to run through that, because the, the Brutes are your favorite, does this guy compare? So for what I just said about having a hard time fitting in the Lycan Alpha, this is why this guy doesn't make it into my list typically, just because I, I, I really want to have that he inspires my guardian brutes, so he would serve that same purpose. But he doesn't cast the the support spells, the healing, and things like that that uh, that those shamans do. Uh, but he's speed six, melee three, unlike the guardian brutes who are fours. Defense five, like them, six attacks, a thirteen sixteen nerve for one hundred and forty points. He has crushing strength one, fury. He inspires the guardian brutes in himself. He is nimble, and he has Thunderous Charge 2. Hmm. I think he's a good unit. I For 140 points, I think he does a lot. It's just I have a hard time fitting him in my armies a lot of times. He's actually super similar to the Great Chieftain on foot as well, actually. Statline-wise, he is identical, except he has one extra attack uh, and one, mm -hmm. one extra... Uh, two extra nerve. Two, well, it goes from 12, 14 to 13, 16. Yeah. He's exactly the same price. Yeah, he he kind of undermines the Great Chieftain to some extent. This is your Doom Bull or what have you. Great, great. And he doubles his attacks when he gets into flanks, right? So that's, that, that's going to hurt. Mm. Um, but he doesn't have that 360-degree field of vision for, um, for you know, charging things to get in behind you like the Chieftain could. True, very good point. But I suppose it's a deal-breaker if you, if you don't have a lot of Brutes. Like you take this guy if you've got a bunch of Brutes because otherwise his inspiring doesn't take effect. But yeah, so solid, solid dude. Still, still inspires himself. I mean, he's somebody that who could run off on his own and still get work done. Um, but hmm. when I'm choosing between this and the Lycan Alpha, the Lycan Alpha I think outshines him. I know the Lycan Alpha is way more expensive, but it, just that extra speed and regeneration with the same defense—it's uh, just so nice with that Alpha. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, both, both I think are are pretty good. Units. I can see why you struggle with unlocks, though. Yeah, you might be able to sneak one of these bros in. Mm. Right. Are we giving them hunting animals? You could. Um, you know, like the list does lack a lot of ranged attacks, and because he can't spin around and hit something behind your lines unless you have him angled just right, theoretically, with the nimble, he could turn around and then throw the hunting animals at them. And there's something a bit. There's something cute about a big nasty minotaur boss man with like his little pet. <laughs> I like that. Right. Uh, so shall I do Avatar of the Father? Yep. So Avatar of Big Daddy. He's unit size one because he's a monster, uh, hero and a monster. He's got speed nine, melee three plus, defense five plus, nine attacks and fearless 19 for 270 points. So he's getting up there in the old price bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Uh, crushing Strength 1, Elite, Iron Resolve, Thunderous Charge 3, and very inspiring. Mm -hmm. uh, he can get Heal 6 for 25 points, which is interesting. And he can also grab Wings for 50 points if you really want to take him right up there into Dragon Territory. 320 points for that. 345 right. for Heal as mm -hmm. well. So, yeah, this is just a big, nasty, stompy beast that's bigger, nastier, and stompier than all the other beasts in the list, I guess. Yeah, this this guy, when, when Dan King was designing this army initially, his vision of Aslan, right. the Narnian army, mm. he, is, he is very good. 
I would say where I struggle with him is I want to have nimble on something like this. So I'm putting, I'm typically putting that speed 10 fly on this guy. I would never not take fly because uh, yes, he's got speed nine normally, but you're paying so many points. You want to make sure that that's impactful. It's the same with a lot of these sort of similar units, like the big demon in Skaven and the the big demon in Demons and what have you. Like you, you want to get those wings on there because if you're keeping in budget, why not just take another stompy monster that that's more budget? You know, right, right. Well, I would be tempted because he's already speed nine. If he was not a living legend, if I could put on him, I would be tempted to put Wine of Elven Kind on him. Uh, and the reason I say that is if you could just make him nimble, then people, but you don't get the nimble from fly, people can't, can't disrupt him, him uh, and, you know, and knock that nimble off. So he could still make his way around things. So I, I see like with Abyssals, I'll see people run one of those uh, Abyssal Fiends with, with wings and the other one with like Wine of Elven Kind so that you're still nimble and can do those, those charges. Mm. I won't use the dreaded word, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dash 19 and Defense 5 is very nice on this model, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's relatively hard to kill, and he's fearless, so... Yeah. Iron Resolve helps a bit, but... Yeah, yeah. no regen. You're, gonna, yeah. you're definitely going to throw... Yeah, it seems like a good target for those high-crushing or high-piercing kind of attacks, and you're definitely going to want to put right. a few wounds on this guy early, otherwise he's just going to have front of the board. Just like all big flying nasty monsters, really. I don't think he's particularly... He does have heal six, which is interesting. Now, you can't target yourself with heal six. Is that correct? No. Correct, yeah. So that's yeah, a bit of an odd little support element that you can chuck on him as well. Would you do that? I, I tried using... No. I, I tried using six initially in a couple of games with him. I found... I just want to get him to combat. Yeah, you want him in combat. You're paying so many points. You don't, you don't want to pay... You don't want him just to be a 300-point shaman. in there. Stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd be cool if this guy had like a healing aura. I, I wish he did have crushing strength two. The the crushing one means like if you're if you're faced off against a dragon, like say you throw wings on him and you know he's three hundred and twenty points and you're you're the flying monster across from the dragon. That mm-hmm. dragon is winning. Because once you get in a protracted combat there, with only crushing one, you're wounding on fours and the dragon's wounding you on twos. Mm-hmm. So it I really wish this had crushing strength too. He does have, you know, some other things that the dragon doesn't have. Look like very inspiring, obviously. obviously. It's pretty legit. What does Iron Resolve do again? <laughs> I didn't see that run when very often. You roll a nerve and they don't make you run, you get a point of damage healed. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's okay, I guess. So he's he's slowly getting like Yeah, it, it is pretty good. It's the poor man's regen. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yep. Okay. Cool. I kinda like him, but I think he's just really expensive for a monster. I feel like in other there's certain armies that would love to have him, but I yeah. And yeah, if, if there's, I don't think he's a bad choice. If you want to build your army around, uh, he can inspire everyone and get in lots of, you know, big nasty attacks and whatever. But I feel like in this, the context of this list that has so many big stompy hordes and nasty, you know, high impact kind of units, I just don't see much of a place for him. I'd probably rather take you know, a couple of shamans running around with my stampedes and my minotaurs and what have you than this guy. Although I don't think he's a bad choice. Yeah, when I, when I look at... No, I don't think he's a bad choice. But for... Uh, I'll save 110 points and and take the flying chimera. Yeah. Yeah, agree. But there's some good modeling opportunities as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of that in this mm-hmm. list in general. Lots of really cool centerpiece models like pick and choose. 
what you want to make look mm. awesome. And I like uh, Chris's idea of having very sort of minotaur focused kind of list always looks bloody awesome on the table. Mm. So many good minotaur yeah. miniatures out there. Right. Yeah, there are. <laughs> you can go very fanatic with this. I mean, I've, you can go a polar list with polar bears and walrus and you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, you know, Nurse Miniatures makes a number of things uh, that you can go, you know, rhinos, wolves, you can do a lot of different themes and, and pull off a number of different units sticking with the same theme with with this army. So mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a modeler's haven, <laughs> this, this army is. Mm. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be cool to do like a real swell minotaur, uh, sorry, not minotaur, uh, centaur kind of list as well. That could be really cool. It just yeah, absolutely. Some variations centaurs, yeah. on the centaur and centaur-like things. Maybe make it very horsey focused. You, know, you could have a stampede of horses and a stampede of ponies as your chaff or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it, and um, Clash of Kings did, you know, added in uh, the living legend centaur flax hoof and his living legend unit uh, flax hooks chosen and, and stuff like that where oh, cool. you could really design an army around that stuff yeah, that is cool but what we'll do i think is we'll have one more break and then when we come back we'll talk about the the new units the formations and the allies and perhaps just our thoughts on the army sounds good Groovy. okay so back in just a moment Dark Chiron saw his brave half's magic and cursed his brother's new children. He led some of us away from the brightness. Our siblings ran too far and they did not see the light. Instead, they fled and joined the black, evil things that now infested the mother world. Laughing, Dark Chiron also whispered mistrust into the hearts of the weak-minded humans. Men have resented our presence and distrusted our kind ever since, but we do not seek their acceptance. Let them live in their filthy towns and cities, away from the bosom of our mother. They are blind to our purpose. All right, Benson and Chris, it's time. It's time for Flaxy McHoof, the <laughs> laxiest of the centaur breed. He is speed 8, uh, melee 3+, range nothing, defense 4+, and 5 attacks, nerve 14 and 16, with for 190 points. Now, he has a lot of rules. So he has Cav, Crushing Strength 2, for Land and Lady. Individual, Inspiring, Pathfinder, Regeneration 5+, and Thunderous Charge 1. Mm-hmm. So he has all the rules. What does for Land and Lady do? So while within 6 inches of this unit, friendly Centaur units gain a Thunderous Charge 1 or increase their Thunderous Charge 1, if they've already got it. Hmm. Okay. So he's an extra 85 points over a normal... Centaur chief, but he has you know a fair bit of extra extra. Yeah, he's he's much much better than your standard centaur chief. He's much tougher to kill. Higher nerve, yep. yeah, higher nerve, higher defense, more attack, two more attacks. Has the regen five plus. Yeah, he, he's an excellent hero. He's a bit spendy, um, but if you are doing a centaur themed army, I can't imagine you not putting Flaxoof in your list. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. If you're going centaur theme, you got to. He's still defense four, so same defense, I think. He's nerve 14, 16, which is pretty solid. Does his full land and lady rule affect himself as inspiring does? Guess so. Why not? I would. That is a good question. <laughs> Hasn't come up before. <laughs> Something to put to the uh, the rules. Something I'll have to ask the RC. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But otherwise, yeah, he's a pretty good hero. I'd take him. Yep. He brings his chosen 
mates along, his best friends, who are also speed 8, melee 3 plus, defense 4 plus, 16 attacks, nerve 14 slash 16, and 215 points. So a little regiment of centaur friendos with mm-hmm. crushing strength 1, pathfinder, regen 5 plus, and thunderous charge. So they both get the regen in there, which is which is cool. And there'd be thunderous charge too if they're standing next to each other. Great. Yep. Presumably they eat lots of flax seeds, which gives them extra um, regen, and it's just really healthy for their uh, for their bodies in general. <laughs> Two hundred and fifteen points for a fairly hard hitting cav unit. It's they're mm-hmm. still soft. They're still only defense four with fourteen sixteen. Sixteen attacks is pretty delicious. Mm. I think if you're taking one, you take the other. The regen five. The regen five is very nice yeah. to have on these guys. If you are running him with Flaxoth, you know, you're wounding defense five stuff on twos, mm. which is very nice uh, when you're hitting on threes and wounding on twos. So, yeah, I like this unit. They're kind of like Abyssal Halfbreeds with Pathfinder, really. It's the same stats. Mm-hmm. Regen, Crushing 1, Thunderous 1, same nerve, same attacks. But with Flax Pro, you get the extra Thunderous Charge. Right. You're not bad. That's all right. Uh, so how about we just go into the formations then? Sure. So what's the first formation that we've got? The uh, Great Beast Hunters? Yep, speaking of the centaurs. So these are more centaurs. <laughs> so for the formation cost of 25, you need to take one centaur longmanes regiment, two centaur bray hunter troops, and the centaur chief. And while attacking large infantry, large cav, and monsters, all units in this formation are granted the elite special rule. So it's very specific in that you have to attack certain things to get the elite by the mm. 25 points. Yes. And that's a, lot of, that's a lot of centaurs. Yeah, you need to take a lot of those long main ones, which is the one that... Uh... I mean, only one long main regiment, but then two brave troops. I guess that, that's okay. That doesn't seem out of the ordinary to take. No, you'd, you'd, you'd definitely take it if you're taking a centaur army, I guess. Why not? Because you've probably got those units anyway. Yeah, and the chief, we all agreed, was decent. Mm-hmm. Why not? But attacking large infantry, large cavern monsters only. There's plenty of large infantry, large cavern monsters, though. Like, most forces will have at least one of those units, I would think. Mm. Correct, yeah. I would say, as, as common as large cavern and large infantry is right now, these definitely, this, this definitely has a niche mm. that you'll usually have targets. Not against everybody, I guess. How about the other formation? So, uh, would you like a little breaking news to... Uh, Break things live on your podcast before anybody else knows. No, we'll do the Cloven Stalkers first. Exclusive for Clash of Things 19. We'll save that until... <laughs> well, there's a slight, slight tweak to this formation. It's a tweak to this formation, is it? Yes, it is. Okay, then go for it. We'll do that one. Bugger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the formation cost is coming down by 10 points. So oh. instead of 25, you're only paying 15. Nice. So it gets a little, little easier to, to eat that. Pulse. There you go, listeners. You heard that Pulse Racing exclusive here first. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Makes it a bit more affordable. Um, yeah, I'd take it and if I took a Centaur list. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, especially now. What are the Cloven Stalkers about? Cloven Stalkers are basically uh, uh, the vanguard option to just send a whole bunch of your force forward here. You can take a need to take a horde of the tribal warriors that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. to kind of fall in the middle that very few people take. Uh, two tribal longhorn regiments also that kind of suffer from that same thing and the great chieftain. Mm-hmm. This is all of those units get the vanguard special rule if you pay 45 points to upgrade to this formation. Ooh, it's a pretty hefty price tag. It's a lot of vanguard. It is. 
it is very cool to be 12 inches away from your enemy. Very true. Plus, uh, you throw a couple of hunters, tribal hunters in your army, and now they're vanguarding up along with these guys. Potentially, you're, you have a lot of your army in your opponent's face, and, and with relatively high nerve with these hordes and regiments here. You still can't charge first turn, though. Yeah. You can if you put the item that gives one of those a plus one speed. Mm. So if you, <laughs> if you wanted to put speed on your tribal warrior's horde, you could charge top of one into something with that horde. And have the longhorns just behind for the follow-up. Right. right. Yeah, or of course, if they came towards you at all, if they had first turn and they come toward you whatsoever then you're charging. Um, So I feel like this is what makes your Beastman army with heaps of gores and uh, bestie gores and all those things that you're using as your tribal warriors and your longhorns and that kind of thing. And you're actually taking your um, great chieftain. Uh, These are sort of the units that we said, perhaps they're a bit on the weaker side or don't have as much of a role. If that is your theme you want a heavy infantry army then you're going wide with heaps of goat people then um yeah you'd take this wouldn't you i mean this is what would make it viable in my head yeah i would actually really enjoy playing an army like this once in a while i think it'd be really fun and uh another exclusive for direct misfire this one uh does also drop 10 points in cost so for 35 points if i'm playing a speed tournament this is pretty attractive because <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna make, make the game go nice and quick. One way or another. Let's start rolling dice. <laughs> awesome. So that's all we've got for formations and the additional units. Are we taking allies? What would be a good fit? Would you like? Uh, would you like one more uh, exclusive? Oh, yes, please. Keep them rolling, Chris. Lay them on us. <laughs> I figured the book's coming out soon anyway. Let's talk about the herd sure. and what you're able to do. Um, so there is one more formation coming with Clash of Kings 19. It's Chiron's Fury. We didn't go into the fluff, but Chiron is the god that they all worship and kind of saved them and, and things. And uh, this is a formation for lichens. Ooh. Only costs 15 points to upgrade. And uh, you have to take two lichen regiments and a lichen alpha. And uh, so you're not taking lichen hordes mm-hmm. as part of this formation, but uh, the alpha and the regiments, and it turns them fearless. Okay. Ooh, fearless. Which on the alpha is particularly nice. I don't know about you, Benson, but I'm liking this one. Nah. Yeah, I heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got fearless 14 regiments, and then a, uh, what is A lichen alpha running around fearless, which is pretty darn good, like 16. That is one mm. hell of a flanking force. I mean, it's expensive as all hell, but for what? what is that? Roughly seven dog people just hoosting up the one flank with Fearless. You've got to put a lot into them to get rid of them. Right, right. Especially with him running between the two regiments, firing, you know, all three. That's that's scary on a flank. Absolutely. So many. And then we'll take the Vanguard formation. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> army rights itself it's just yeah so that <laughs> so <laughs> the chiron formation the vanguard formation great totem up front first turn win yep <laughs> <laughs> Tw- 20, 20 dice worth of wind blast of course don't forget yes of course <laughs> <laughs> don't know why at this point <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, we see we see a lot of you know lichen hordes in uh, in tournament lists, but you don't see too many regiments, and uh, you see the uh, the alpha out there every now and again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it'll be a fun formation. All right. So now, when I make my army, I have to make sure that I've got my multi bases as regiments that fit hordes. Because I was thinking just hordes as well. Because you probably either run one horde or you might run the two regiment and the leader guy and do this formation. Yeah. How many points is for this formation? Uh, so 15 points for the upgrade cost on the formation. Okay, that's well worth it. If you're taking that anyway, or maybe if you've got a horde of Lycan and you're considering your Lycan Alpha, then um, you might at that point go, you know what, let's split them up. Yep. Let's really put the fear of God into our opponent if, if not having no fear in your wolf bros. And just, yeah, just so three units... Oh, maneuverable. I don't know. It's scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Heaven forbid you've actually taken any shooting units because they're going to get gobbled in turn two, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So back before that massive exclusive, allies. What do we need? Do we need them? No. Not even anything with super good defense because the herd are neutral. You can take good or bad. Correct. You can take anything. Earth elementals. Yeah, wow. That's a lot of options. I should have thought about this beforehand. Maybe like a really defensive unit. Maybe you'd take some golemy kind of critters or something because they don't really yep. have a unit of that nature. Earth elementals with a uh, a surger. Hmm. A shooting unit. Any kind of decent range, like you know, good old ogre shooters that get recommended every time, or like <laughs> a, a cannon or something of that nature. It's not really. Uh, I feel like it's not very fluffy. <laughs> it, yeah. It. Uh, is insults my sort of vision for what the army looks like to put some random dwarfs in there with a cannon or something. It's, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, for, for uh, allies, forest goblins, and I was running chariots, a horde of chariots, a regiment of chariots, and a goblin king on chariots. And they were very useful, mainly because that height, they were cheap height three units that could shoot. So they had multiple purposes. I had some shooting in my army so I could pick some things off. Height three shooting is very nice for seeing over enemy lines and just needing to plunk a wound on a on a hero or some you know a troop or something sitting in the back that you don't want shooting out through their units to to cause you issues. And yet uh, it packed enough of a punch, enough of a threat with the thunders too that that people couldn't ignore them. And being that height three and my stampedes were height three, I could get them in front of the stampedes when I needed to and completely block off people from being able to see my my stampedes. So that was a that was a quite useful ally to put in my army. I mean, you could do it with kingdoms of men and, and things too. I mean, there's other ways of getting those cheap chariots in there. They're the cheapest of chariots, aren't they? One ten for a regiment. Pretty much, yeah. And I really like the Goblin King on chariot. I think he's really good. You can do basically the same thing within the army list itself by just taking the tribal chariots and the great chiefs and on chariot. But I suppose you're paying a bit more points. You're paying a lot more points. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they are better. They're absolutely the the ones in the list are absolutely better, but it's the it's the cost. Mm. So um, the thing I've been running lately is allying in a regiment of forest shamblers and an elf dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> it's nice just having that additional punch. He's everything that uh, that I wish my my avatar would be because he has that crushing <laughs> three. <laughs> He has a nice breath weapon. Um, I run him typically right behind my forest shamblers so that uh, he can see over them, but they don't get in his way. Uh, and uh, having that fearless vanguarding unit uh, that 
that actually is a reasonable chaff unit, it, it works pretty well. So basically so. what you're saying is we take the Vanguard formation, take the Lycan formation, then we take Shamblers who also Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, ally and some shamblers. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rewrite my army now. <laughs> mm. It's in keeping with that whole forest sort of anger yeah. of the wild theme, yeah. quite honestly, as well. Hmm. Yeah. All right. How about we go through just a round off with a couple of army lists you've played, heard quite a bit. So I'm sure you've just got one at the top of your head. Um, I've built one based around the units that I have that I hope would function, but things may need to change. So whenever you're ready. Do you want to just run through one of your lists? Sure. Basically, it starts right off with my my two hordes of guardian brutes. That's what I use to unlock basically everything in my in my army. Mm-hmm. Is that fairly standard? The the hordes of brutes. Yes, I I typically go two hordes, and that gets me you know up to eight specials. Gets the the for my my unlocking of stampedes and my unlocking of the beast packs. Yep. It gets me my two. Uh, shaman on the table so uh, basically I, I grabbed those two two units I had an extra five points so I threw healing brew on one of them mm-hmm. and then I ran four beast packs uh, beast pack troops two stampedes one of the stampedes I run brew of sharpness uh, and the other one I run dwarven ale I find with the change of dwarven ale succeeding on a three plus that's a really good 10 points on a unit like that that has an 18 20 nerve I'm, I consistently, it's a consistent target of my opponents, so they're, they're shooting at it a lot, and it's uh, its nice when, if, if I get wavered to have a, a three-post chance of still being able to go and charge something. Mm. Then I run the two shamans, like I said, with a uh, uh, healing, heal five upgrade on each of those, and uh, then I had the regiment of four shamblers and the dragon kindred lord, and that rounds out my 1995. Mm. If I'm going up to like the 2200, then I, I throw on my Chimera in addition to that. Right. Right. Okay. Makes sense. So you get an extra flyer on the board. Jeez, that's a scary list. That's very, very core of mm. of real solid large infantry with very high nerves almost across the board and, you know, a, a bunch of healing as well to back that up. That's, yeah, it's really nasty on the defense and the offense. Mm. Yeah, my army's not very good. <laughs> Just look <at> <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way with these reviews we go through the the thing and then the uh the lists that we had written beforehand we think why did we even take that <laughs> yeah. oh well i guess that just proves it's a useful exercise going through each of the uh each of the you know items on the list with an expert yeah yes all right all right what's your crappy herd list then <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the uh the, the uh, confidence there so i've got a horde of tribal warriors, uh, mainly for unlocks, and I have a lot of warriors miniatures, so I want them to be played on the board. I think they're very pretty. Uh, I've also got two troops of tribal hunters, and they both have bows, so I haven't gone for the throwing option here. I've just gone for the sit back and shoot option because I've got everything else that's going to get in, in their face. I've got a horde of lichens and a horde of brutes. I have some nice minotaurs, and I have some nice werewolves. They're not steroid bros. I've also got two mm-hmm. troops of beast pack there, my chaff, and I've also got a horde of stampede with staying stone just to bump up that favor. One brutox because I love brutox. They're just giants, and why not? I love giants. I've also got a centaur chief with the breath weapon, diadem of dragon kind, and a shaman with hill five. They're my inspiring sources, and the avatar, another source of inspiring, and he gets up there with the brutes, the lycan, and the stampede. Has he got wings? Doesn't. 
because I can't afford it. I've got 25 okay. points left over to put some, on something. Well, then you can throw heel, heel six on your avatar. I'd rather, I'd rather play your list than Chris's list. <laughs> <laughs> so if I rewrote the list, Avatar's gone, Chimera would go in, and I'd just put in another character with firing, I think. Yeah. Maybe another shaman. Sounds like a good plan. It's still a nice, like, all round balanced list. I'd rather play yours than Chris's, that's for sure. Um, the double brute think, horde, um, the double stampede. Yeah, just double stampede. If you get two stampedes in there, then um, that really shapes the rest of the list, I feel like, because they're just so impactful. And, you know, if you can just get a bunch of misc stuff to keep up with them and inspire them, then you're in business. Mm, or heal them. Or heal them. Yeah. But I also, I also thought for the longest time, I don't want to be that guy that. You put two st- stampedes on the table, and then your opponent groans. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would happen if I, you know, the, the very stereotypical herd list from not too long ago was double stampede, double lichen horde. Mm. That was what people were building around, mm-hmm. with the stampedes forming the center of the army, and then the lichens being that flanking force. Mm-hmm. I feel like people did groan about that a little bit uh, here and there, but at the same time, the herd isn't, you know, trouncing the tournament spotlight right now. You know, nobody's rolling over everybody with herd armies through every tournament they go to. So I think it is kind of a middle of the pack army. You have a stampede unit that people do fear; they definitely have to take out. But with that defense four, it's not that hard for for. You know, shooting armies to take it off. It's it's fairly easy for chaff units to wound them and and strip that uh, that thunderous charge off pretty quickly because mm-hmm. it's defense four, and not five or something. And so, I think it's it's they are very scary, but at the same time, tactically can be dealt with mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. And really, every army has that combination of uh, units that people dislike. Like with the Ratkin, you you might not have yeah. instant brutality of a stampede but you also have warlocks and weapon teams mm-hmm. yeah sure absolutely and, and those shock uh, troops are so good yeah <laughs> yeah shock so troops far. are pretty legit yeah uh, and, and you can if you've got like more time than any sensible thinking human on earth then just lay down like four hordes of slaves and be like build it. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that painting up all those fools. right yeah, no, that's uh, sounds like cool lists. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very fun army play, and I would say it's play against uh, because you don't have. I think the the army that people don't want to play against these days are like the two hundred shot army. Yeah, you know, the gun lines. You, you just mm-hmm. nobody likes to just sit there and watch their units just being taken off. They at least want to get into combat and have a chance to hit back and take another unit off. Every game that I play, I lose units. Like there's there's no chance where i'm i'm not feeding some units even one of my big four units to my opponent in order to get an advantage but they're taking my stuff off Mm. right Mm -hmm. so that's fun and so people i think enjoy playing against herd lists even if they're afraid of the stampede and things but uh i think it's an enjoyable list to play against yeah at least they get to get amongst it Uh, most of the herd have fairly low defense so that you're going to take a few things Mm. exactly you're going to have a maneuvering game and and all the rest of it, that you're going to have to try to stay out of those damn forests. Unless you can be minus one to hit all the time and they're not. That's, that's, that's going to be a challenge. Which is, which is another reason I don't mind taking 
guardian boots without the pathfinder on them because there's enough space typically on the table for a couple of those large infantry hordes to go where they don't have to go through the woods and and i route the things out of the woods with with stampedes you know there are only so many forests on a table yeah. so yeah nice makes sense well both your lists need more wind blast i approve Reduce the cost of wind blasts, and I'll take it. <laughs> All right, I think that'll that'll do us for now. Cool. I think it's a great list, and I'm looking forward to getting mine on the table. But it mm-hmm. also that kind of modeling thing that I don't want to rush it because they look so pretty so far. I don't want to stuff that up. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me on, do you guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks. It's uh, been invaluable information that you have to impart. Yeah, thanks for having me, Benson. Lovely to meet you, Chris. Uh, you're a stand-up guy. I hope you keep stumping faces with hooves over there. In- <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Hugh, once again for joining and filling out because Boone and Selig, they just piked. <laughs> no worries. All good, mate. And uh, listeners, if you're interested in Malifaux at all, The Red Jokers, which is a fun little podcast about Malifaux and we talk a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. which has come out about once a month. And uh, I guess, yeah, listeners, you heard it here first. The herd is the word. <laughs> Chris, have you got anything that you want to plug before we leave? Sure, sure. Uh, I'd love to invite the Lady of the Lake GT that I run uh, typically at the end of July to early August. Uh, it looks like there's another breaking news thing since I haven't been able to get out my own podcast any in any uh, recently at all. <laughs> um, uh, we are shifting this year's Lady of the Lake to the second weekend of August. And it is a fantastic tournament. It's among the larger tournaments in the U.S. And we, we had almost 50 players. It's a great venue. And we have a great Saturday night party, mm. uh, which is uh, well known for its live music and lots of drinking in my backyard. Mm. And uh, you can camp at my house to cut down on costs. I have a huge backyard and lots of people take me up on that offer. Mm. So the Lady of the Lake GT is great. And um when we do get on another one of our episodes for the Lake Swat Fantasy Squad podcast, give us a listen. <laughs> <laughs> when that next comes out. Um, awesome. Well, we've been, we've been trying to get an episode out for quite some time, but hopefully this next week we're recording. Mm. Crossing fingers. Looking forward to it. This sounds like one hell of a tournament. Like, what an awesome weekend to have the party. In yeah, if well. we could afford the air. Where is this Lady of the Lake, GT? Exactly. It's in uh, it's in Duluth, Minnesota. So we're we're raised on uh, if you know the Minnesota, like the United States geography. If you look at the United States, there's like those big lakes in the northern part of the United States. There, we're on the biggest one that's on the upper left there. That's Lake Superior, and we are right on that lake. So the one with a lady in it. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, has a lady in there. Mm. <laughs> I bring in a, a band every year, so. It's good times. Oh, that sounds awesome. All right. Um, I'll have to start saving for a plane ticket. Mm, yes, likewise. All right. Thanks, guys, once again. And thank you to the listeners for joining in and keeping with us. And yes, we're not dead. Anyway, see you. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 We live to protect and serve the mother. We are the lost now returned. We are the centaurs, fauns, satyrs, lichens, minotaurs, and more. Some are more beast than man, and some more man than beast. We live in the forest, in the hills, the mountains, and the rivers. We listen to the world, and the world speaks through us. We are the heartbeat and voice of the mother. We are the herd. (laughs) 
Yeah, direct misfire blowing up the game Talking many war games is our aim Rule books to advice, we cover it all With the best tactics, we never fall Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter At Direct Misfire If you wanna shoot us an email DirectMisfire at gmail.com We, we really do just talk crap.